Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Now listen to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. I want you to put some more oomph on my name from now on, Kamar. Oh, in the, in yeah. the shadow? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, and Simon! No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, how was your week? Oh, thank you, Brother Matt, for asking. I had a great week. But before that, I always like to say welcome to the new listeners. And of course, thank you to the old ones. And I like to acknowledge any Patreons that have joined us. Patreons are my favorite people in the world because we all know the best nation in the world is donation. And this week, I want to give a shout out to <laughs> Ian Gardner. I think he's from Down Under. Thanks, Ian. I think that's our biggest... <laughs> Supporters, as far I, as I, I think, monetary, Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. Of course, thank you to all the Patreons. You guys rock my world. Don't um, you feel like Canadians and Aussies share a lot of like uh, I think sensibilities? We're super similar, except for the climate. Yeah, we all get herpes in Whistler. Gross, <laughs> Matt. That's gross. They give us herpes. We get sunburns when we go there. Eh, it's not quite the trade-off. Uh, but this week, yeah, it was a great week. Um, Simon asked me to do some work for him and I totally screwed him over by not doing a good job. So we're trying to get through that. We're not talking anymore. Get that out of the way. I want to get that out of the way. And um, I finished uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Six Last. and seven are abominations. Oh, yeah. Should not be they included. Ruined it. Yeah. It, it, it took... Every, I actually stopped watching. It took everything away. That that thing with uh, Ron and Leslie, is oh. like it's like a bad dream. Yeah, it's terrible. I just want to stop. So anyone... To me, the show ends when... when what the hell? When they go to London. It's all over. What's wrong with this dude? Chico is in the part of this podcast. is going to happen. Because you know what happens? Chris Pratt goes Hollywood, loses the weight, and, and the whole thing just falls apart. It really ruined it for me. Chico. Reprimand him, Matt. I love what the hell's going on here? Um, and I did my first <laughs> stand-up set since the lockdown. Oh. And it was an abomination. Hey, Elias is uh, opening, or is... Um Headlining, eh? Joey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I opened for him on uh, Tuesday, and uh, it sucked. But it's weird because for me, I was like, I've never done so bad in my life. But when I listened back to it, it sounded fine. But it was more just the inner, um, how uncomfortable I was sort of shaking off the cobwebs and stuff. It was sort of, it was tragic. That, Oh my God. Okay. This is um, the worst start to a podcast ever. Scoot up the paint job. Uh, Parks and Rec ruined my life. Oh, I and I got to give a shout out to, um, I'm going to post on the Reddit. One of our fans, uh, Esteban Badia. Yeah. Um, Great dude. Wick, he's so good looking. I was going through his Instagram. Like, this guy's a fucking stud. <laughs> but I'm going to put it on there, our, uh, our Reddit, post it. Him and his wife are having some difficulty. Uh, they want to conceive and have a child. And he's running a marathon, and they set up a GoFundMe, and everyone wants to help him. I'd love to help him, too. So shout out to Espan. All the best of luck. Uh, I got to go help Simon in his bubble. Those are the shout outs you should be doing every week, not fucking free ads. Shout out to Esteban. 
Uh, I'd ask Simon how his week was, but his bubble sprung a leak, and he's trying to get it airtight again. So uh, we'll talk about my week. All right, this is arguably the worst start to a podcast in podcast history. Uh, my week, not that they're listening, but for the listeners, my week was pretty good. How rare. There's something about investing, even a small amount, uh, that that turned my mood around. It feels like a little, even the smallest bit of planning for the future has made me feel much... Uh, much better. So if you're young, I suggest learning about investing and getting into it now because uh, compound interest is a bitch. Did we watch the UFC? Anyone? Well, if you don't know, now you know, Matt's in the uh, investing uh, markets of crypto. But you, it's crazy. People who don't know, we do the post show. That's what you get for the Patreon. Plus, you have like 50. Uh, this is not age wells. You mentioned that and it's just gone wildfire. But let me ask you this. Does it, like, I know I did. I mentioned it last week. Maybe it seems. And you were having trouble, like, fungible. Uh, eat or... I didn't think I said fungible. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> My point, though, Kamar, is do you think it's one of those things where, you know, when you hear a word and then you look up the definition and then the next week you hear that word, like it's a word you've never heard or you think you've never heard it? Well, that'd be interesting if powers that be, maybe even winds of change, have are controlling it and got out. That'd be, that's a very interesting conspiracy. Well, think about it too. Like we sat here, I said NFTs a bunch of times. All of our phones heard it. It's every fucking way. But it, everyone's talking about it. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. But uh, I did not see the UFC, but I know the results. It's crazy, eh? That guy just took it to him, the big Polish kid. Uh, it was a terrible fight. I'll just say it. Um, what does that mean? It just wasn't a good fight. Like it wasn't there. Izzy didn't push the fucking action like you wanted him to. He was very standoff i don't know the i'll say this like the main card was shit compared to the prelim and the hype was crazy to have three championship fights on one yeah card. And the only one that held up was nunez who absolutely destroyed that tree trunk of a fucking pasty aussie uh peter yan got disqualified for what i said is the worst rule in the ufc he needed downed opponent but was it like uh negotiable or was it just brutal or you, you, you think it, it should be allowed? It was a pretty brutal Listen, knee. this is the thing. It's against the rules. So he, he broke the rules 100%. He should have been disqualified. But you think fighting's fighting? Like, what are we doing here? My thing, as I've said, and again, it's kind of an interesting Matrix moment because a couple of weeks ago we spoke about it, and then we were like, well, how often does it happen? My whole thing, Kamar, is like, if you're downed, like straight up down, like you're on, your, you're on all fours or you're like straight up just down, I understand that. You don't want to kick someone in the face, no soccer kicks. When someone's in the middle of getting up and they have literally one foot flat on and then a knee down, I don't feel like that should be an illegal strike. Now, that's me personally. What do I know? And there are other leagues where anything goes and... Oh, pride. You could soccer kick people in the face. Didn't matter. But pride is no longer. I mean, either way, it's obviously there to protect the fighters, but it just... Like, that guy lost his belt because he need him in a questionable position. But, but Simon feels it was unsportsmanlike contact. You're just saying it's the, the rule was broken... So that's what I don't happens. think Simon was saying was unsportsmanlike. I think was Simon was brutal? saying like he they couldn't continue the fight clearly because he got fucking my I, whole thing. Simon was I was bummed because they were making it seem like he was concussed. And then he does a post fight interview. And as someone who's been very concussed, you can't do an interview. It, well, I think you can depending on the concussion and that and look, the rules are rule. Uh -huh. The guy was down and he actually had both knees down just no. by the by. Go watch it again. I'll pull, I'll pull it up after. Okay. Anyways. He, he was down, clearly down. Okay. The guy didn't have to knee him. He didn't have to knee him in that position. He could have punched him in the face. Could have done a lot of things. 
I'm just saying. Either way, it was a it was a lackluster card in my opinion. And that guy, he had like a million takedowns, and then the other guy had zero takedowns. Uh, Jan was killing that fight. Like I feel bad for him. You know what I he mean? He was like, I think that's what, and that was the thing is, it seemed like Al Jermaine knew that was the only way he could win that fight. I mean, I didn't see it that way, but fair whatever. enough. Uh, funny that there were two Jans on the same card, eh? Well, Jan and Jan. Yeah, yeah, yes. There were Jans. Do you guys, do you guys still like uh, Joe commentating? There was a big uproar about it last night. That's for sure. What does that mean? I mean, a lot of fans were like, "Get this guy out of here. He's done. He's washed up." Even uh, he's washed because he's opened the door for so many other people to commentate. And um, even Justin Gaethje tweeted last night that the commentary is horribly biased and very awful. Like in the in the like the podcast in the final fight (laughs) in the final fight, um, they were talking about you know they were bigging up Izzy, and a lot of fighters were like, "It's the first two rounds were were Jan Blahovich all the way," and then the and the the refs agreed. It was a weird count, 49-45. I don't even know how you get there. But everyone just likes him because he's such a nice guy. 45, holy shit. Oh, yeah, he won decisively, Simon. And that's oh. when John Jones then tweeted out, like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother with this fucking kid. Oh, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah. He has a better chance with Jan Blachowicz, I guess. Simon, how was your week? My turn. Wow. So many things to cover. Uh-oh. Um, what were you... Uh, yeah, no, well, I'll never remember that. First of all, Kamar. Yeah. You never mentioned to me about doing a shitty paint job. I didn't. Uh oh. No. Well, you haven't mentioned to me that I did a good job. (laughs) Because you didn't do a good job. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) No, but but I mean, it was it was it wasn't spoken, and I left feeling um, (laughs) like I let you down and bad, and uh, it just like and you're like it's built up to this. Eager to fix it? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I know how I, I have to fix it. Terrific. Like fantastic. whenever you're ready, I'm ready. You know, I understand it. It just, it was unspoken <laughs> and it's just festering. And no, there's no festering. <laughs> well, there's we, no festering. Here we are. How was your week, Simon? Uh, Other than the bad paint job. No, it wasn't a bad paint job. It was a horrible, but edges are the hardest thing, especially if they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And you fucked up the edges. Um, there's two ways to do it. I did it one way. <laughs> That's a good way and a bad way. I did it the bad way. No, no. He, he kept saying tape. You can't tape what he wants tape. Okay. You, you just can't. Yeah, you, yeah. You're making just as much work for you the other way. Tape but is half the work. If the edge is not perfect, it's like you have to paint an edge for mm-hmm. the illusion. So it's just, it's, it's labor intensive. Yeah. That's why he's paying you. <laughs> not, not enough, apparently. Uh, no, no, I never said that. Simon, how was the rest of your um, week other than Kamar? I'm tired, Matt. Thank you. Um, I watched that because uh, that's all I have to talk about these days. I watched that documentary on Takashi Six Nine. Where the fuck would you find that? You didn't watch it's it. It's on Crave. No. Listen, listen to me, Matt. As a person who has almost zero interest in Takashi Six Nine, yeah. What an amazing documentary! Like that story is just. It's right out of the movies, man. It couldn't be more crazy if they had tried to write it, you know? It really is. It's a really crazy story. It's pretty unbiased, too. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts, Kamar, that he goes through all that rats, comes out, still selling records, and you're like, well, the whole world is topsy-turvy, and then finally, I guess, people come to their senses and shun this guy from reality. I don't know. I think he's still drugging. I think he's still, yeah. Well, then that... He's got a lot I mean, of money. Oh, it's that... Uh, uh, 
but I don't. The whole I, thing is gross. I don't think this documentary did it any favors. No, no, absolutely not. It wasn't like a uh, Michael Jordan type scenario. But yeah, like you said, it's you, you couldn't write a movie. But yeah, you should watch it if you haven't, Maddie. That's, I will. Uh, I will. It's actually really good. Making of a villain. Yeah, making of a super villain. Oh Touché. come on, super villain! Yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, but Let's back it up a bit. No, it's because the that, yeah, just watch it. Yeah, yeah, I will. It is interesting as you you rolled your eyes and fuck this guy, fuck the guy. How he did it all himself. Uh, oh, I still say fuck this guy, fuck this guy to the nth degree. Now that I know the story, I like have less respect for him. <laughs> but the story itself is insane. Okay. All right. Well, uh, do you want to run down the guests for this week, Kamar? I'd love to. I'd love to. And it, it I I sh- I cringe at me talking about like Joe's change. The show's just not as good as it is. I I thought this was a really cool week. Uh we start off with um Candace Owens 2.0. I am Hershey Lee. Oh my god, when you I was like I, what? I I was about to say I was like I missed Candace Owens. I no, I but, missed a But do you, you know what I'm trying to imply? No. Uh, okay, we'll get into it. 1614, the podcast you didn't know you needed, Tiller Russell. And we finish off well, with... thanks um, to me, by the way. Why? Oh, because you mentioned it? That's your magic moment? Yeah. Well, no, whatever. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think any of us would have watched it or known what he was talking about. Oh, did, the, we'll get to it. Yeah. I thought you meant you booked him. No. Um, and 1615, The Return of the King. What We did the throwback and we sort of panned him because it was just like Joe said. They were no, this is up. great, yeah. Hamilton Morris. And then he finished with that MIA, which we don't cover. But uh, yeah, I, I I I thought it was a, a great week for um, diversity. Simon, you should listen to the first five minutes of Corey Sandhagen because they talk about Baker Mayfield seeing a UFO. Just yeah, as a, I did. Okay, it just bled over. That's crazy, man. I did because I just thing. finished uh, Morris on the way over here. Oh, so it starts the next one. Started yeah. the next one. That's what I heard. Then I pulled into the driveway and then I started watching a little bit of UFC. I can't see through this curtain, but is there something about Kamar's new chair that's making him like? Super aggressive. What's going on over there? No, he's here. He's ready to go, dude. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know, man. He's like me. Now that you're into, now that I'm into investing, it's like I got a new lease on life. <laughs> I, 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 what do you mean aggressive? Like uh, uh, I don't think you're I'm being too aggressive. happy. I yeah. don't know. Like you thought Matt booked the guy on the well, no, he, Rogan show. I said like, the, what the, is going the, the on? The podcast you never, the never. He said thanks to me. We knew the inside scoop is what he meant. What I meant was, was this. If this guy had just come on, I think we've all seen the 13th or not the 7-2 or whatever, right? 5-7. Five, 5-7, seven. Five, seven, sure. Uh, we, I was the one that was like, you guys have to watch this fucking Operation Odessa. I can't believe Joe didn't watch it. But again, we'll get to it. I'm just happy that we all watched it. And he will watch it. <clears throat> oh, that's what I... What, uh, what was the show that Joe had? A, not Operation Odessa. There was another one. In the last episode, maybe where you were like, "This, no, nothing." Where you're what, that he hadn't seen. Oh, anyways, it doesn't matter. You know what did occur to me though is um, Joe talks about Wondery all the time. Yeah, you know the podcast. Yeah, network. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what fucking Winds of Change is on. And nobody in this guy's like periphery has, has brought this it. fucking podcast to his attention. Like, what is happening here? What, the Winds of Change podcast? Yeah, the Winds of Fucking Change podcast. <laughs> the best podcast I've ever heard in podcast history. Other than this one. The best podcast I've ever heard in podcast history. Well, obviously, it's a different genre when it's a, a series, an investigative series. And I've always said my criticism is that podcast ends. You never listen to it still, right, Matt? No, it's on my list. Um, it ends open-ended. 
You draw your own conclusions. There isn't definitive evidence of anything. Terrific. Make up your own mind, you know? Joe just said he loves those long-form podcasts. He talked about Wondery in this episode. Well, you know what you got to do, Simon? Lex is more accessible, so hit Lex up. Tell him to check it out. And the next time he's on next month, he'll tell Joe to check it out. I should try and talk to Lex about it on his podcast. Or just get into Clubhouse and start screaming. No, I refuse. All right, well, can we actually get into this fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, let's, let's rate the week it. to start. Only three. I feel like it's going to be one a bite. Shit everyone show knows the rules. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Simon, you want to start? You seem the most agitated by this week. Uh, no, I'd like to go last. Thank you. Okay, then. I guess I'll start, seeing as I rarely, rarely start. Um, oof, I'm going to go with three and a half for the week dramatic i'm doing math in my head get ready to do some more i'm already ready <laughs> <laughs> like what's one plus three plus three <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how it starts but it ends with go fuck yourself we got a couple of mathletes over here kamar i'm gonna go um 4.3. Wow. Oh my God. Strong rating I, for Kamar. That's I, good. You I like the week? A great week. Okay. I'm not going to lie. There's um, some redundancies. But... Matt, can you, can you see me through yep, here? Yeah, I got you, son. Kamar, can you redo the guest for me, please? Yes, I can. It Simon. was Ian Hersielli. Uh It was the uh, director Russell. the director of Operation Odessa. I, I was right. One, three. And then Hamilton Morris. A three. Is that a four it's or a three? A four. Okay, so Simon, okay, yeah. 11, you're three and a half. Simon rates it a three and a half. No, you rates it a four. No, I rates it a three and a half. I rates, I rates it, it a three, three and a half. half. I rates it whatever matters. I says what I says what I says. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's start the show then. Kamar, that's your key. There's no there's no music or anything Q. for you here. So I that's said, Q. Q. Sorry, I said, key, yeah, whatever. I had a Hersey Lee, 6013, <laughs> and I called her Candace Owens 2.0. Which I don't understand. Well, because she's coming out like Candace Owens, her shine was that she was a black conservative woman mm-hmm. who, who was against cancel culture and all that. But then the, the climate change stuff and she's a little grating. And when this girl started talking, I was like, this is going to be a long podcast because she's a little timid. Slow. I didn't mean slow as in her thoughts. I just mean she speaks very like even on two she's times. Thoughtful. English yeah. is in her first language. I get it. I'm not. Listen, I wasn't a fucking. I wasn't cutting her up. But then when you find out, you know, uh, all the points, I mean, that that's the only uh, drawback of this episode is it's like this conversation we've had for the last four years, yeah. which I'm concerned that we're still having the conversation, which means change isn't happening. But that's why I thought she was like Candace Owens. Like she's almost coming to conservative, even though she's not. And she's going, she's very brave. Yeah. Because she's pissing off wokists and like ISIS and yeah. like, no one uh, wants her to keep talking. She's like a female Salman Rushdie. You, you don't get that analogy, Simon? I do. Before I get to her, um, Joe is on a tribe. I just, I love Joe. On or in? In a tribe, on a tribe. This isn't what? online, in line. <laughs> you know what I mean? He talks like he's outside of the human condition. Okay. You don't get that? Yeah. I just, he is, he is very much on a team, mm-hmm. just like everybody is. We're I think he's the a, captain of the team. 
Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much. So what's your point? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, I what's just, your example? I listened to this podcast and him say, you know, this is what people are like on this side and this is what people are like on that side. I'm just wondering where he thinks he fits in. Well, I think the majority of people at the end of the day are centrist. You know, it's like, give me the issue and my opinion might put me on a side. Uh, uh, okay, L let me try and back up a bit. Joe got pulled into this argument in yeah. air quotes yeah. because of the UFC thing. And of the, now, fight, the female that, fighters. That one time yeah, yeah. where that happened, Matt. That one time yeah. where that happened, Matt. And now, I, I mean, I have to hear about this every couple of months. You know what I mean? I just, I, why is this Joe's, it's not, I, it's not his fight. I, why, why has this become his like, pet project you know i'm disappointed you brought it i mean not disappointed you brought up i agree with you like we said there's redundancies but the, the, i felt this was sort of that was at the end of the podcast that came up either way it's stuck on his craw i mean the whole podcast was uh, okay uh, sure whatever I, I i felt like we had heard all of this before yes i agree with you there and like every few months, Joe has a different person on just to remind us of the same um, voice he's trying to put out there. Okay, well, I'll offer Joe an olive branch. I believe that, Simon, I believe this issue is being magnified to the umpteenth degree. Like when you look at the number of people that are transgender. Now, keep in mind, too, the number could be... 5x 10x given the fact that there's a lot of countries where like you just cannot you know be transgendered without the fear of lynchings murder whatever so if we say it's one percent of people are transgendered maybe we could say it's five but i i think joe feels like because it's so magnified and no one's really pushing back on the other side he has a massive platform and he's maybe just trying to get people out of the hysteria of like of the transgendered issue. Because again, if it's 1% of the population, we're literally about to change every bathroom. We're about to change schools. We're going to change the way we use language. Like Eric Weinstein got lit the fuck up on Clubhouse the other day for, for simply saying, he's like, we don't need more pronouns. We have two pronouns. They work fine. They get the point across. You feel like a woman will call you she, but like we don't need the Zimzer, they, them. It doesn't make sense. It's not how language was built. And he was just getting fucking lit up. And I just wonder how many people actually truly care about this and or how many are just fucking pandering or, you know, and I think Joe is just trying to push back because like you said, and I get where you're at. I think he's, he's just dug his feet in the sand and has felt like he's going to be the voice for the other side. I liked it better when he had like um, the three scientists on there who are writing the fake news yeah. articles. Yeah. Bogosian. It wasn't so much like picking a stance as just showing the, as the showing stupidity in general yeah. how cancel culture and wokeness can be detrimental to society i'm cool with that what i'm saying is joe has made this like trans issue into his thing and i just i don't again back to this whole tribe thing and then he's like no i'm not on a tribe no you are on a tribe you're on a tribe that's clearly has an opinion and 
you can't be unbiased or not unbiased. You can't, there's no riding the fence anymore. You know, I think clearly, I think it's the tribe of common sense though. Whether it's common sense or not. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, no, continue your thought. I, I, Joe's platform is so huge now. Yeah. That saying that it's just a conversation amongst friends in a podcast, I, I just, it's not true. That's well, we all not, know that's disingenuous. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I, but I, I, think, I think for you, it's like more, you're just like tired of listening to it. Like, you know Joe stands. And I would say, argue that he's meeting her for the first time. He could easily have said, well, listen to this podcast and this podcast if you want to know my position. But he's having a discussion with her. But as they were saying, these things are allowed to be discussed. Unfortunately, you have to listen to it, but to, to, say, to stop the discussion or say it shouldn't be discussing more because um, it offends someone, I, I think was the whole point. Yeah, no, and that's not what I'm saying. I, I have no problem listening to her story. I find it very interesting, but it all comes back to this like anti-wokeness, anti-cancel culture, whatever it is, whatever those stances are. I don't know, man. I just yeah. But again, hold on. I if think you have like the well, who are the guys who wrote the thing? I wanted Bogosian. to call him Bulgarian. Peter Bogosian, and uh, I for, like always forget the woman's you're name. You're pointing out again the problem. I get it, but you're not um, you're not having to like put somebody. You're putting down a idea across the board. You're not sure, but I think. Well, hold on though. I think with her. Maybe, okay, I think maybe your problem here, and you have said this, is Joe and not so much her. I think she, like, it's not like she wrote a book. Yeah, she wrote a book. Well, That's fine. Okay. <laughs> yes. but what I'm saying is this. Okay. But it was what, about You didn't let me finish. What yeah, I'm saying is she didn't write a book about, she's not a doctor who studied transgender issues. She's a person who wrote a book about her experiences. Correct? That's what it's about, obviously. And... I just feel like her experiences are more of the story than like, like Kamar said, the transgender thing really only came up at the end. She was kind of expressing that, like, listen, I had to go through all this just because I'm a woman and because I'm Muslim. These are things that we've fought for forever. And now this hundred years of fighting or 200 or however long of fighting for this, we're just, we're just wiping under the rug so that we can help these people now. And I don't know. And just her background trying to communicate, those people do not care at all about this or, or the cultural differences. Yeah. As this is a big conversation here. Yeah, no one over there the, gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. Witch doctors. Yeah. Like, she was talking about witch doctors and, like, I find the transformation she went through, like, finding out about medicine and stuff was real wokeness. Aside from being, like, like, when she said if the government asked for information about you you're going to get disappeared you know what i mean yeah it, it was her bravery and and just her, her she's allowed to say this is ridiculous there's real stuff going on more so than uh, say candace owens I, I totally agree with the statement you just made kamar that's why i didn't really understand your similarities to candace owens like candace owens is a person who's going out there she's to like, like a provocateur. purposely get a rise she's the michael malice of the other side and this woman is telling her story about struggles and whatever 
Hence no, my, why she's 2.0. My point was, I, I have no problem with this lady, obviously. <laughs> I don't oh, Could you? Yeah, it'd be her. tough to. I, I find it interesting Joe's guest procurement, I guess, is my point. Well, I mean, this was a Sam Harris poll. Mm-hmm. Well, she was just on Jordan Peterson the week before. That's fine, but I know that but Sam Harris the is the connection. I'm, I'm, he's mentioned her many times. They've spoken a bunch. I assume this was... Uh, we also know that they're booked months in advance, right? So she could have been booked ages ago and then due to COVID, you know, who knows? I don't know. I'm not as I wasn't as pissed about this one as you. I didn't love it either. Again, I thought it, I found it very slow, just very. Yeah, even on three and a half. Well, I listened on two. That might have been the problem. I I felt it was sort of like um, Daniel, but like she got here easier, and that's what I that's why I was wondering. Like, um, Francis, Francis, and Francis. I was going to say because <laughs> oh Daniel DeGranu, that's where he I was. <laughs> and if you look at if you look at pictures of them, they can't be further different. They're the they're the opposites of each other. Polar a opposites. tiny little white man because his journey and Francis, his journey is like the boat sinking. Yeah, hers like change identity, get on train, visa, asylum, but still, uh, like her story it was riveting. It, you, know, experience. you know what it reminded me of? I took a buddy of mine came to Toronto to, for like a day. He was there for another reason. He called me up. He was like, yo, let's uh, let's meet up, smoke a joint, whatever. I'll, we'll hang out for the day. I didn't have weed, so we had to go to a shittier neighborhood in Toronto to go meet my weed dealer. And I brought him with me. And this dude is like, we're in Canada still. He's in Toronto. Like there's nothing. This guy was visibly shaken at being in like a bad neighborhood. And it dawned, I, th I thought- to Where myself, is he from? He's from Ottawa. But either way, I thought to myself like, this is how- How do you know he's in a bad neighborhood? Oh, you you know, this neighborhood's shit, dude. I'm not gonna go into it, but this neighborhood is like visibly terrible. Like Parkdale? No, that's no. nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, it doesn't matter where. The okay. point is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna light up a neighborhood <laughs> here. Kamar is just trying to make <laughs> you yeah, he's say baiting something. Me into, yeah, baiting me into getting yeah, killed next yeah, time I go to this Toronto. This is a race thing, come on. The point, Kamar, is this. Jane Finch. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> oh, the point is this. I thought to myself, like I go, I went to that neighborhood all the time. Nothing about it scared me. I'm, we're in Canada. I'm in Toronto. I have nothing. What, what am I afraid of? But it, I thought like, how would Serial this guy, killers? how would this guy do in a scenario where he had to leave his home country alone, go to a foreign place with no one, different language. Like it's insane. The thought of like, of what this woman went well, through, what Francis and Ghanu went through, what a million people a day go through just to live a slightly better life. We were talking about how fragile a human baby is, but even as grown-ups, we can still have a quite a bit of fragility. Of course. Yeah, I, I just thought her perspective was like, I don't know, so much more, had so much more credibility because of where she came from and not a... Um, that was my point about the book. What I, what I meant was like, she wasn't just picking up data from a book and then regurgitating it to us. She was saying, this is my experience and this is how I perceive it. Sure. We, sorry, go on something. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say it resonated to me because we have a huge problem with people calling Islamophobia. Like question anything. Yeah. And not put up these words all of a sudden to, to say, oh, it's a no-go zone. That's that it's just it's a warning sign and well don't forget this is what happened with Sam Harris and Ben Affleck. Yeah, it, it's one hundred percent. This is exactly, exactly what it is. I don't like Sam Harris, but I 
That's exactly what I thought. The it was the exact same thing. The point I was trying to make earlier, I think, I think I've kind of clarified it in my head, is that Joe could have made anything his thing. He could have made freeing the Uyghur Muslims his thing. He could have made... Um, but let's be clear. He has a bunch of things, right? No, 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 no. I, I get it. Okay. But like, okay, he had the guys on from the uh, Innocence Project. Mm-hmm. That... He could have made that his like. Well, yeah, I th- we all thought that was going to be right? a new thing. I thought that was going to be his new. I mean, if anything, get rid of this trans of... shit and have a fucking innocence person on once a month, twice. Yeah, I think he did his job of pointing out how some of this doesn't make sense, right? In the sports world, maybe where he was having a problem with the transgender issue. Yeah, it just seems now like he has the same um, argument on. A lot. Two things. That's all I was pointing out. We know he said, I never cared a lick. The only reason I got into it is because a dude or whatever was beating up. Because in the UFC, close his heart. <laughs> just fucking, he said, ran through okay. that minefield. But I always go back to it, I think, because he has daughters. I think I think there's something there, like... Um, like he's trying to protect them somehow? Well, yeah, he knows that he has three daughters, so he knows that they're already at and don't take this the wrong way, women, a disadvantage in that it's just harder to be a woman getting through this world, right? He doesn't want the current world that's trying to make it easier for women to go off and make it even more difficult for them to get along. Like, the last thing Joe would want is for one of his daughters to spend the next 10 years becoming the best archer she could, only to then go and compete and be crushed by someone that was a man a year and a half ago. And I I, I think that, again... We've heard it for the umpteenth time, so I was like, yeah, we know, Joe, but it's a legitimate thing, you know what I mean? It's just like how you, um, you're not going to let Bigfoot go. I, I know it's different. Well, I mean, they're totally different. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say, though, um, I try to be funny on this show, and sometimes jokes fall flat, but nothing fall flatter than his busts right at the beginning of this podcast. She was talking about a magazine or um, something she was uh, admitted from called Busts. And he was like, oh, yeah. about tits? And it was the most awkward silence. And he's like, yeah. oh, we're not going down that road, are we? Yeah. Oh, this isn't Joey Diaz. And this is a professional comedian. So it happens to everyone. Um, also, I, I don't know how to segue into this uh, any better. Do you guys see a fish called Wanda? Ages ago, yeah. Is coming to I think she was calling it trash. What? Remember, they, they, he oh, got yeah, caught right, on. Yeah. He's like, but what other trashy movies? And I, I think it's a brilliant movie. And it's actually the movie game this week. A Fish Called Wanda. Well, wasn't she explaining that trashy, weren't they? Well, the weird thing was Joe, what Joe found, what Joe's definition of a trashy movie, I didn't well, agree. Trashy meaning like light porn. That's how I Really? That's how you see it? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, huh. for sure. Maybe it's a generational thing. Trashy? Maybe, I, would, I don't I know. Think like a, you are very I want to know what Kamar wants. TNA slapstick, uh, like Porky's or something. Yeah, lowbrow. Low yeah, yeah, that's yeah. lowbrowish. Exactly. Well, not okay. I, you like, said softcore like tra- porn. Well, trashy example would be like Ski School or Hot Dog. Yes, yes. Both movies exa- I watch with my cousins where I saw tits Tons for of the tits. first yes. time. Ski School. You know? Yeah. Boner porn. Boner porn. It's teen boner porn. <laughs> teen <laughs> right, boner fair porn. Enough. Sure. But it's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head. I don't have a pen. Isn't that crazy, Matt? You. St- Stuck a pen in here. I'm yeah, prepared that sound, again. That sounds weird. And then... Stuck a pen through your hole? <laughs> yeah, stuck a pen through my hole. It made my hole wide. I had to tape it back shut. And now I don't have a pen anymore. 
All right. Um, for the record, I met Kevin Klein too. Oh, a humble brag. Yeah. Well, he came to my school and did like a talk. So we MC got to ask. humble brag. Hum, hum, well, well, oh, 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 oh. He just double humble brag there, Kamar. It was I met him and he came to my school to do some sort of presentation. And I, I got to admit, want to meet him. I got to admit, the first day of school, there's like a hundred people in this auditorium, and we're all seated, and they go, "Okay, we're gonna start over here, and when I point to you, you're gonna stand up, you're gonna give your name, a few of your interests, and why you're at the school." And I literally went. This is such a waste of money because I'm I'm thinking in my head like the amount of money we've paid for the school. I'm supposed to be learning acting. What there's, did you say? It doesn't matter, Simon. I was like, there's 200 people in here. How are we doing this? Luckily, the third person stands up and they're like, "Hi, my name is Matthew Modine. My interests are and not everyone, the Matthew Modine. Yeah. Oh my god, and every, everyone was, the, he's yeah. dropping names all over the place. That's a third humble yeah, you like that? Get me a fucking vacuum cleaner. Listen, so, I'm trying to make them three, bro. And then the janitor came in, and you know who it was? <laughs> Robert De Niro, Tom no. Hardy. <laughs> no, it was what's his name. Well, who's Goodwill hunting? Come on! Oh, it was Matt. <laughs> it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And that's, also... and that's our movie for this week. Every day I dream I'm just gonna show up and you won't be here. Uh, it's the movie game, Matt. So I'm gonna go head to head and find out. I still can't believe it's Rip. Your movie came out. How much it cost to make it? And how much it made to the box office? This is such He's a my hilarious character in that movie. Great movie. I'm uh, never gonna be able to do this. Otto. By the way. Kevin Klein. What? Who's your favorite character? Are you talking no, about in Rip. Wanda? In, oh, Rip. And, in yeah, of Good course. Will Hunting. Oh, my God. We're all over the place. Yeah. Okay, so, sorry. Fish Wanda. called Wanda. Yeah. Kevin Klein. Uh, what's John Cleese. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Kevin Klein. Michael Palin. Hilarious. The stutterer. I wonder if that could be done now. No. Can't make fun of a person's disability. Unless yeah. you have the disability. I think they have could. to find an actor I, no, with that it could disability. Be done. It can be done. Come on, guys. You're going too far. Ken is coming to kill me. I have no idea when this came so, out, so I'm just throwing out a year, guess. Right? Yeah, right? Year, year, year. Hilarious movie, and I, 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 I think her trash definition was just different. Love they got caught up on it. Okay, I got a year. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I said 83. Whoa, I said 92. Every week I come in here hoping, just hoping, 1988. Mm, so somewhere in between the two of us, okay. I was borderline. I was like, was it early 90s or late 80s? I knew Simon I was knew way it off. was 80s for sure. I mean, again, I was five way when it off. came out. So these ones are kind of... I was five years off. How many years I off I had to you? just because of the way they got caught I up I was four it. years off. Okay, so I mean way off. And That's I knew little, it was uh, going to be we were a both disadvantage to uh, Matt. Because he's such yeah, a young Yeah, I'm such a young one, yeah. But this was like A Fish Called Wanda. What? What's it about? I love movies like you have no idea what it's about. And someone couldn't... Can even... This is like a... An assassin a caper. Caper, it's, I was going to say. Yeah, it's like a, a dark comedy caper. I have no fucking clue how much this goddamn movie costs, so I'm just going to throw something out there. Nominated for three Academy Awards. What? Winning Best Supporting Actor for Kevin Klein, who you met, apparently. He won Best Supporting Actor for that. That's what it says oh, here. Good for him. Great work. He was really good back in the day. He was really good. What happened to him? Remember him and Dave? Oh my God, I have no idea. Holy oh, come on, shit. Simon. How hard is this? We're not taking 10 minutes okay, of the fucking I'm ready. Movie I'm here. ready. Go ahead, Matt. I said it cost $15 million to make, and it made 42.1. Way the fuck off. 
And I said it cost six point five to make, and it made thirty-seven. Oh, oh so you were close. close! So close! Cost eight million dollars and made one hundred and seventy-seven point nine million. Whoa! What? Like the Whoa. movie of the year. Like it wasn't trashy. Everyone Jesus loved this movie. Christ. I've seen it like ten times. Like I want to wow. actually revisit it. it I incredible. thought I was being wow. generous with the thirty mil. Wow! I said forty-two, and again, I, well, I I'm yeah, with you, you're Simon. You're retarded. Oh. No, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an artard. No, but, you can't remember the movie. There's no, there's no special effects. There's no like. How much does it cost to rent a steamroller? Well, to cost, I only said it made. I only said it cost fifteen million. Oh, they said forty million. Oh, you thought? No, it I made said it made forty-two. Yeah, I mean, you were off, but I don't know if it warranted the yeah, R a retard. Yeah. yeah, this fucking guy. Actually, Simon, I am aggressive. <laughs> Seriously, you are aggressive. I know. Yeah, I, I don't. I just call him like I see him through my plastic curtain. All right, I liked how she. Um, or she mentioned that, and it changes how I look at CNN now, if they are defining themselves as post-journalism. Post-journalism, what a fucking stupid term. Why well, they should just be off the air because they're just trash. Um, <laughs> but, you want, but you watch it a lot. I watch it to like, I've been watching Cuomo to see him skirt around his brother, but I won't watch it like to think I'm But see, that's the weird thing. Something. See, that's the weird thing to me is you think it's trash, until they're going after one of their own or someone you don't like, and then you find it to be somewhat journalism, right? No, it's never. It, they're they're totally hypocritical. Right now, if you turn on CNN, they're talking about how um, biased Fox is and doesn't doesn't show the whole like it's, hey, it's not even. Hey, hold on, known. hold on a second, Matt. Which okay, they are. I get it. You want you you don't trust Kamara on this point. Okay? What do you mean? You think he's too far up Trump's ass to have a legitimate viewpoint of CNN? Hold on. Do you disagree with no, that? No. Okay. But but look. Trust, I agree. Trust CNN is me shit. being more the other way. Mm. CNN is garbage. I'm they aware. Are a fucking garbage Hold network. On. I'm aware. Kamara is right. They should be off the air. They have no credibility. You're it's missing my gross. points. He watches it. That's my point. And then he and then when my only point was that you can't call it trash. And then when they trash someone that you don't like, be like, yeah, I just find that weird. I watch CBC news. Like those are only twenty four hours. I don't get MSNBC or Fox. Like I don't get any of them. Whatever those CNN, are. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm going to something happens and you go, what is the news saying about it right now? Versus like when we were kids, news was on at six and eleven. Yeah. Now it's twenty four hour news, and at one point I thought CNN. <laughs> Had some, but it's it. They told him to come out of the basement like he was been down there for seven weeks and had yeah, never aware. seen the sun. CNN this is, is shit. news, and, and, and I, that's I, reality. That's like fucking Jersey exactly. Shore bullshit. I watch CNN like I'm watching Jersey Shore, just like this is a fucking train wreck. No, but Florida Bama Shores. <laughs> if we're being if we're being for real here, factual. What's weird about that though is I binge that like I think for eight hours maybe. Like it was really and you sad. got right through it? No, and then I stopped, and then I tried to go back, and I, it, it was like, no, this is so bad. Did you jerk wow. off every episode or like once every four episodes? I stored it. The point being is you sort of get stuck in, but if you walk away, you come back, you realize, oh, my God, this is so dirty. <laughs> this is so dirty. It makes me a lesser person. The weirdest thing is I thought about you watching that, and I was like, there's no, it's impossible that with every streaming thing we have that you've gone that far. Like there has to be something good that you've missed. No, it's waiting. No. It's no. Every every show, you know how these shows are. They get drunk, get in huge fights, yeah. and then resolve it. You watch and they will never go, you know what? 
maybe this is because we drink too much. Of course not. They the always, show's over at they, that point. They, they get a fight, go, you know what? Let's do some shots. It's, it's just watch it. I don't know. Like, Kamar, think if I had a reality show. It would have ended the second I stopped drinking. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's really a, a formula for... And, and, I mean, these people are in their 20s, so... It would have become yeah. a real dark comedy after that anyways, <laughs> Matt. It would have gone from, like, a really funny show to a really dark comedy. I mean, there is something about... There's something about people want to watch other people be not great. Just that you can wake up and be like, you know what, I, I don't have, I'm not that bad. These pieces of shit are getting fucking... You know what I mean? Of course, that's what reality yeah, TV is it. all about. Yeah. It's watching normal people be not great. Yeah. It's be amazing. worse than you are so you can sleep better at night. Yeah, which is weird though because like they're doing crazy shit most of the time. Not in Florabama Shore, right? Those ones, but you know, Survivor and stuff. <laughs> they're out on like an island living. Come on, you should watch Geordie Shores. Oh, I have. Oh, the Newcastle. <laughs> they're so trashy. Oh. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up because the thought of it. You know what it's like? It's like if you get wasted on tequila and you smell tequila. Yeah. I binge on that. No, it's making me sick. Like, no, and, and I get it. Like when I got a month free of um, whatever, something through Prime. Yeah. Where I got all this shit. I watched like the Yacht Show. But at least those ones are like, they still do the same thing. We're watching it just to see fights. But it somehow feels less dirty than something that's on MTV because MTV is just a fucking disgrace. Well, I, I I would feel so weird trying to explain to uh, young people what say much music and MTV once were held, yeah. how they started, and how much better. I, I mean, here's I, a fun piece of trivia. Do you know what the first video on MTV ever was? Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, no, Dire Straits. Who's which? Which song? Money for nothing. You just no. for free. Video killed the radio. Oh star. yeah, you're right. You're right. I know that way. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Isn't that interesting though? Because they played a music video that was like, "This is gonna fuck up the industry," and then they fucked up their own industry. Now they they haven't played a music video in how long? A million years. I don't. I don't. It's all ten years. TV. Twenty years. But for you, your introduction, like much music existed when you. I loved much music. No, no. What I'm saying is, when you were a kid, you you've always you know like someone born today. They've always been iPhones. Yeah, there was a Much Music when I was like, I were always remember there being a Much I Music. I remember before Much Music started, hmm. and then it was a video show on um, a half hour a day at 4.30, and Friday night, there'd be an hour show with weird. videos. That's weird. Just the access to, it was so, and I didn't feel like I was suffering or missing out, but it's, and then when the 24-hour cycle came on, and then they started playing the same eight videos every day, it, Mark, keep in mind, I'm I'm still of the age where like I sat by my boombox and like when the song I wanted came on would hit record and like oh, yeah. made mixtapes well, that how way. Well, how else would you do it? Video, but yep. How, <laughs> how else would you do it? That's it. Then you knew the rich people had two VCRs. Like that's yeah, crazy. dude, that was baller shit. Yeah, and it was all like snowed. Oh man. Yeah, to be young. How times have changed. But think about like explain that to a kid now. Oh, by that, the way, that's Simon, what you just said. It's ridiculous. You didn't mention it was your son's birthday this week. What a piece of shit. It was my yeah. Well, because I I don't know something. I felt rushed during my oh my sorry time. so sorry. Um, yeah, it's it was my son's birthday. Boy. He turned seventeen. Happy I just think about, but I just think he doesn't listen. To I know this, he doesn't. So. I just think about your son. Like if we had to explain to him, like, oh, how I got music was I sat by the radio patiently hoping that my song came on or maybe I'd call the v- the DJ and request it which was even crazier. Well there, yeah the radio was the only access to music whenever you want and not the music you wanted whatever they were playing. I but can- back to her though. Sorry Simon go no, ahead. No 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 please. I was just going to say back to her though. It is interesting how 
you hear that often from people that come up in third world countries that like any piece of pop culture from the US they could get was like a huge thing that they'd like hold on to. And it was like, it's weird how those little things become like beacons of hope. Jean Wilder. What's that? Do you ever see Romancing the Stone? Oh my God, I was just talking about that with somebody. And the guy loves John Wilder. He's like yeah. a Colombian fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. drug dealer. John Wilder. Like, <laughs> there's just something people connect to or whatever. The, the, yeah. That, is there Americana or whatever? Dude, that's crazy. I was just talking to my wife this morning about Romancing the Stone. Classic. Matrix moment. Classic. There you go. Classic movie. Um, I liked how she mentioned when he was talking about it, it, it like how horrible we see a general. Uh, mutilation. mutilation as yeah. when you hear about it and then all of a sudden we're sending the kids to be having their genitals mutilated i never thought of that yeah so like it's just like what what are you doing over there and i i never thought about it and that's a good way i know i don't want to have this discussion with someone or find someone who maybe thinks differently to try to hash it out or change their way <laughs> what, what sorry i didn't understand any of that what can you help me out? What he was saying is like it's a weird juxtaposition where like genital mutilation in like Africa, like female circumcision and stuff, we look at that as like the most barbaric of practices. What Kamar's saying is that, however, we've now turned a page where we now are almost doing that where like, oh my, you know, my son is uh it's a is twelve years procedure. old and he believes he wants to be a woman, so we're gonna send him to a doctor and they're gonna Well, forget that. We do it for anybody who's part of a certain faith. Well, circumcisions, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, keep in mind too, like to Simon's point, I there's a Canadian woman who was born a man. She had a botched circumcision and the doctor decided it was just best to just make her a woman from that point on. And the doctor made that decision. That's fucking insane. That's some evil shit. That's some twisted stuff. Is it not? That's crazy. You know that, um, I know I talk about this. I've talked about this before, but sleepaway camp the movie yeah when you go back and actually look at it it's a real it's like a <laughs> transgender movie well before i don't remember this sleep was weekend. ever a thing really because it was like i i think i think the premise was the kid the kid's parents didn't want him to be a guy and made him into a girl like that's how he was raised do you know what i mean Interesting. Or she, i don't know now, go, you're on your own i have no idea what you're talking about Go watch it. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Oh, it's, I don't remember. Um, they, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched it. I could the, be totally wrong. The uh, they sort of got into our um, social media, uh, shutting shit down. I mean, it's sort of hover around cancel culture. But if you if if your move is to shut something down, I feel like you're sort of admitting that you you got nothing to offer. Like if that's your only go to, versus offering better ideas or whatever. You know what I mean? It seems like um, it's not it's not the right thing to do. I agree with you, but can I offer a counter? You must. So let's say let's say you have a scenario where you're you're really sitting there giving the best arguments, and they are super sound. But it doesn't matter that the audience you're giving them to are just they have their heads buried so deep because we get to that sometimes. And I'm not saying they should be canceled. I'm just saying sometimes you cannot. There's people that can't, you cannot speak reason into. That for any reason, doesn't matter what the cause is, doesn't matter how good your argument is. There are people, Kamar, that are so fucking steadfast in their beliefs that they just don't care. But but uh, these people, um, if they don't like what you're saying, they decide 
you can't say what you're saying anymore. I mean, I just, listen, I do not approve of it. We already know where this goes. You can't cancel people because then they end up in like a weird place where there's no one fucking there's no one at all to fester and only get worse. That's what I'm saying. So we for me personally, that's the that's the reason. Number one, where we can't cancel people or can't fucking shut shit down. You have to let just let the fucking shitty conversations go on. Sorry, sorry. You see, Parler is suing um, Apple and Google. Everyone's suing everybody. Well, no, but that's because that's like the the enhanced version of what Kamara is talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, again, we had this out after that ACLU lawyer, and you know, we all kind of agreed that like those companies can have terms of service. And well, I was going so far to say is the term hate speech should be canceled. No, because there is hate speech. I mean, listen, I'll say this. But she, she was even saying you have to hear the hate speech. Like, it's- Well, first of all, in the U.S., the Supreme Court does not recognize hate speech. So it should be canceled. It, like, it, there's, there's got to be other ways to articulate. It's too much of um, an easy, oh, that's hate speech. No, no. You're racist. Here's how I look You're at it. You're misogynist. No, I would just say that hate speech should be defined as something that incites violence in a hateful way. Because like just saying, just saying, I don't like X, Y, and Z, who gives a fuck? It's just words. I just feel like these things are uh, conversation enders, not counterpoints. Well, it's the same thing with the QAnon. Like the second you call someone a pedophile, you know what I mean? All of a sudden that changes like the, how you look at someone. Well, the QAnon is a perfect example because... That's just how people shut down conversations now. Oh, you're just a Q person. Yeah, so nothing you say can be uh, at all relevant. Uh, oh, you're a Pizzagate guy? No way can any... Um, Epstein Island doesn't exist because they said that the fucking ping pong pizza was a place where pedophiles hang out. Hold on, that's an unfair thing though, Simon, because I'll give you an example. If someone was sitting having an argument with you and you disagreed with something they said and then they followed that up with some wild flat earth debate, you would probably at that point be like, okay, well, this guy's just a fucking moron and I'm not certain I can even sit here and continue the conversation. Like, you know what I mean? We all have certain things that are like maybe the the ender of the conversation yeah, where you're we like, we all have thresholds. Exactly. Lockdowns and you, and don't usually, work. Usually, Maddie, <laughs> usually you formulate your own thresholds. Mass media formulated those thresholds for us. You know what I mean? They told stories that weren't the whole story and they ran a narrative that tons of people, fucking Jordan Peterson is a perfect example of it. That guy became like the devil incarnate. I would talk to people and they wouldn't even know why they were mad at that dude. You know, like, yeah, I agree, but I also, I don't know. I just think like you're sit- using Q as the fucking example is a terrible, terrible one. I don't think it is because uh, I think some parts of Q were probably had some merit to them the same way some parts of that Pizzagate thing had merits to it. It's the way things get portrayed and the... Group together Okay, so too. what part of Pizzagate had merit, just out of curiosity? Because, like, you can't stretch it out to, like, well, there are pedophiles and they do run rings. Like, okay, that's not... I w- that's where I'd go with that, if you ask me. You can't stretch it that far. That's fucking ridiculous. I think, I think that the reason that everybody... for I don't know what's true and what's not. But I do know that they ran a narrative that some guy went in there, shot things up. So don't bother looking into this any further. None of that has any merit because this crazy person ran in there with a gun. And, and what their narrative, it might not be actually what happened. 
and they paint it as that to discredit it. Okay, well, Simon's sitting in a bubble right now talking about this fucking narrative. So I can't really, that's a bit of a stretch for uh, you're, me you're, either way. You're labeling them. And you, you got to get away from this. Yeah, either way, I just think Q is a terrible example because to sit there and stretch it out like, well, there are there are pedophile rings out there. Epstein had a real, there are people like this. Yeah, that's fine. But to say that like there was a, a, a democratic pedophile ring running out of a pizza joint in DC, get the fuck out of here. And Alex Jones himself, there's video came out this week of him calling Trump a fucking idiot and talking He's all distancing himself. Yes. Yeah. So the, all I'm saying is when the people that start this shit and it was Alex Jones, don't give me that shit. He starts it and then he turns around and then distances himself from these people. That to me tells you that it's, but it's like, did you ever see Zeitgeist? Yeah. And, and, and that's all bullshit, right? What do you mean? It's all bullshit. Well, it, it, well the religion was caused by this, but the, the sons and based on this and the, and the Illuminati and the nine eleven, like it ties too much stuff together. Yeah. And then you go, Oh my God, the, the secret societies, whatever. But I think that's, I think that's what Simon means by if you say Q just because pizza gate now negates anything. But even then, like who, but give me an example of someone who's like saying things that make sense, but has been labeled as Q and on. Uh, I, I, I mean, I just don't know, but I know that not everything that they were talking about in Q was like insane. Mind you, I don't know everything they were talking about in Q, but not everything was about like, you know what? I, you're right. I don't, I don't know enough about what the fuck they were talking about. I don't about. know but how it works uh, and who's behind it. And I don't know who's behind forcing the 50 pronouns or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's these like, weird enigmas. Luckily for us, and this... This is a, that's a weird way to start this. <laughs> but luckily for us, Epstein Island was actually brought out into the open. And we found out that that was actually yeah. a thing that happened in Hollywood and Washington. And, and it, it, it was, it, it was real. Okay. Cause otherwise we would have just gone on. Like you'd have people yelling from the dark. And everyone else never yeah. believing it. At least now you can say, okay, well, there was some proof to that. And but here's the problem. Hold on, Simon. So if I'm some, let's just let's just play this out for a second. Let's say I'm slightly mentally, let's just say I have some mental problems, okay? And I am a super conspiracy theorist. And I'm just saying, just because I'm fucking batshit crazy and I've seen a lot of stuff, that there's a pedophile ring out there. When we find out that Epstein has an island, does that make that guy right? Like, because he was saying it with no basis and just screaming from a rooftop, it doesn't make him right. It doesn't make the fact that he was yelling that stuff. Now, if someone had specifically been like, this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, has ties with this, 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 then okay, that has some merit. Exactly. To it. Like Alex why Jones. doesn't that happen? What do you mean, why doesn't that happen? Because what, what we got is Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, dodgy stuff, shady shit, island, knew a bunch of people, killed himself, story's over. But there, there must be so much more to it. But, but for again, some reason, to it, say, but when you say the story's over, this is my problem because like it's not. We're still talking about it, and you guys kept saying like we're talking about it because we're a fucking bunch of losers in the shed. <laughs> yeah, there's no. It's like are there. What happened to Ghislaine Maxwell? She's is, still are in there holding. court dates? Are there fucking? When's the trial? What's going on? It's like um, I agree a, with that. There's a big uproar this week because uh, the royal palace is looking into um, Prince Andrew. No. Oh. Uh, Probably someone they should. Murder. Meghan Markle for possibly bullying staff when she lived at the palace. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but but they're not doing an investigation into... Well, ex exactly. Into the weird fucking... Into, yeah, of course. Into Prince Andrew and his thousand rapes. <laughs> Why? 
why is it why isn't it being asked? Like we we want to know about other things, dude. This is. I, Okay, it's I, a fan I, I don't know. I don't we, know. We man. can't go anywhere. Listen, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Some, I'm just saying that, like Simon, you use the example of Q, and I just yeah, think that Q a, was a bad example. Yeah. But I think PizzaGate is a good example because that is something that look if there, PizzaGate was talking about Epstein Island, all right, not per se, but that's the problem it was talking about. Yeah, but you can't. Okay. But you see, the problem is it made someone go in somewhere and shoot someone. Unless, Matt. No, he shot a VCR. Yeah. Unless, Matt, okay, fine. that well, was all see, just the story see, they wanted to said? put out there. Did you ever think at yes, one point exactly. with the Capitol riots that someone was killed with a fire extinguisher? Do you remember that story coming out? No, I don't remember that story. No, I me remember either. There's a story of a cop having his head smashed in with a fire extinguisher. I, I never heard that. Okay. Well, it never happened. But I, I remember that. Weird things happen and narratives. You should. I mean, look, we know even from the other side, if you're if you're a a left guy, the way they like blew the riots out of proportion and Simon narratives they wanted you to see. That's what they do. That's what these news networks do. Yeah, I realize that. But Simon, I'll say this again is you brought it up. You were like, we found out about this Epstein thing. That's my point. My point to you has always been these conspiracies almost not almost always. They seem to always come out in the wash. There's always someone that slips up. There's always something that happens. There's some paper trail. There's someone. What's your point? Well, my point is this is like the whole Q shit is exactly like we've had this conversation a million times. They were like, Trump's going to bring the end of this pedophile ring and all this stuff's going to happen. And none of it happened. Okay, fair enough. But it's supposed to be inaugurated on Wednesday. It's a little too soon. (laughs) Inaugurated where? On Wednesday. Yeah, he was the different. It got crazy. And Don Lemon is freaking out about it. Well, again, you guys act like I CNN is shit. I don't care about CNN. I hate CNN. You happy? I also hate Fox News, though, Kamar. Whereas you seem to be like, well, Tucker Carlson has some good points, and uh, he does. <laughs> see, exactly. He's not a journalist. He's not newsworthy. Most of the stuff he says is bullshit. Um, definitely, he's another professional wrestler, but yeah, he's not as bad as CNN portrays him to be. Which, which. The, some it's somewhere in the middle as it always is but we're we're just when they're running a narrative this this is all that worries me okay and granted i probably don't know enough about it but when uh the media runs on either side a narrative of like something being too stupid for you to give even a shadow of a thought to that's usually because they're trying to like run a different narrative in a different direction you just gotta start whistling Oh, I know what whistle you're talking about. Don't fucking worry. Anyways, let's fucking move on. But yeah, all I thought is out of it is uh, they basically shit out wokeness, and I think it's time for everyone to go back to bed. Because these these discussions are still going where there's so much other interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, but even then, you said at the offs at the jump, you were like, "We need to have these conversations. People should be having them." So they should they should not. But we know there's. Uh, factions out there that say these conversations should not be having these conversations are hate speech. Yeah, but I, I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that is the smallest minority. And then I think the people that back them are also just spineless pussies that are well, trying to... Well, that's what I always ask. Could you put a face to that side? No. It's so... It's it's all enigmas. Well, you can't put a face What's to... the media? To most sides. That's yeah, what I was about are. to say, though. Like, QAnon, I couldn't put a face... Like, you, I could make up a weird face in my head. You can't put a face to anything, because most things are just like... But if it's as destructive and bad as it is, 
the FBI and CIA should fucking find it out and say, this is the fucking guy who's been doing all this. And it's a four-year-old with cheetah fingers or what, whatever it is. Kamar, I read this thing yesterday about how math is racist. Yeah, well, they went yes. over this on Joe Rogan. And she said, you know, one of her other good... She just made great points with a valid opinion and no um, uh, agenda that, you know, science has no ideologies. Yeah, no, I agree. Kamar, I feel like she had no agendas except what she obviously wrote a book about, but I felt like Joe had more of an agenda bringing her on. And we said, because UFC and his daughters is, is uh, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, on that note, I also think, though, hold on. I also think, like I said, he just has, listen, he's trying to do fucking four shows a week. I think Sam Harris was like, you'll have a good conversation with her because she, you know, you have in line. And I think that's all it was. And then she's there to back up Joe's It'd be interesting if she could have, if he could have. Uh, the problem is he's never going to have a the, Vox writer the, the on there. The girl who wrote White Fragility yeah. or, or whatever you want. Yeah. That'd be very interesting and probably a horrible listen. The problem is you can't have her on because she, like, I, I read three chapters of that book and then had to stop. It, you can't have a good faith argument with her. I would be interested, though, to hear the other side of... Um, Okay, so all you know, you get six girls together or yeah. twelve girls together. They all want to change to a different sex. It seems like the argument is pretty solid on that side. Why that doesn't make any sense? I'd like to hear the other side. We don't get to hear the other side, right? There's no counter to this at all. Well, again, I even also if think, it's crazy, I would like to hear it. I think the problem, though, is that Joe has now painted himself in a corner where, like I was saying, I don't think he could get like a transgendered Vox writer to well, come on the show. I was, you know I, I was agreeing with you because it, I think for them it ruins their brand as well because then all the woke people are like you can't go on Joe Rogan. He's a fucking he's a platform for hate, and now we're in this weird. Because well, I, I agree with you. It'd be nice for Joe to have someone else on. I don't think it's possible for Joe to be unbiased enough to. Um, for somebody to want to come on, right? Like, obviously, he's on, he has a stance on this one. Let's so. keep in mind, too, someone who's seemed pretty level headed, Adam Ruins Everything, came on and tried to play the other side just a little bit, and that went fucking. Well, th th that's why I said it, it probably would be able to listen. Love him or hate him, Steven Crowder has the closest to that with the change my mind stuff he does. Like, I think he tries to create a, a thing, even though you say, oh, he's just a dick or whatever. Like he'll say, uh, guns aren't the problem, change my mind. And then have, obviously, other people. And it gets a lot more... Um, you know what my problem is, feisty though? Feisty if it's two genders or, or whatever it is. My problem with Steven Crowder is he goes to universities. What? But it's a weird thing, because it's like, all kids are whatever. Like, where is this transition happening? And we are now seeing it. People who come to universities get corporations and the effects. Well, I get that's it. That's where you catch them. I get it. My point was just that, like, he's arguing with kids, and it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous to assume that a forty-year-old, that a smart forty-year-old, couldn't run circles around a fucking nineteen-year-old in an argument. But it's not about mm. being owned in an argument. It's just hearing the ideas. But that's not what his thing is. It is about him owning them. I, I think he he tries to make it a fair discussion, though. Honestly, whether you like him or not, like, I don't think he goes. He doesn't drop. He's mics. not out there dunking on people. I don't think is so. What you're saying, he is though. You just don't feel it that way. No, I feel it on that his way. show. No, I'm not talking is. about a show. I'm talking he's about even on those. And it's over the thing. I I, I disagree. 
Kamar, the reason I have to disagree I, I, with you I, is because the intro is always him dunking on someone. It's always a 20-second clip of him dunking on someone, well, and yeah, then it starts. Uh, th that's more clickbait, but if you watch the whole thing, that's a small moment. Hey, we're in the business. We got to get out of this. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> Everyone go back to bed. More, more, yeah, let's move on. I, you guys don't understand how much I have for Hamilton and Morris. Like, this is crazy. Okay, sure, sorry. Let's, uh, this is supposed to be a movie game. On. Boom, boom. <laughs> that, well, we wanted to give her her, her dues. Like, oh, no, I... I, I I'm just saying. Fine. We're, okay. Well, we know Simon rates it a one. Do you want? Why did you rate it a one? Just okay, out of curiosity. Oh, just uh, you're right. My uh, my problem was with Joe, not with her. So I'm gonna. But hold on, that's not how it works. You can rate even if you had a big problem with Joe, you can still rate the episode I a just, one. Yeah. You know what? I didn't like the episode. Fair I enough. Like you're it. entitled I've, to your fucking opinion. Didn't found it boring. You're a racist. We get no, okay. not at all. I'm Simon. Uh, I'm kidding. Most unracist out of all of you, because. Because you're Jewish, I know. I and like you've the been cheese. persecuted the most. Yeah, I like the, the sauce, good crisp. I'll give this a four. A four? Wow. Four. That, I mean, that's ridiculous. That does seem ridiculous to me. I'm too. telling you, you're I was like, like fuck, that's fine. fuck this podcast. I know what you mean. When you and go in, when you go in with that attitude and it turns out to be anything but, it almost raises it two points. So I feel that's you. what the fuck happened yeah, to you, yeah. man. I just thought for me, this one was like a grind. It felt very slow, even on like a higher speed. I've been saying for weeks we need a woman of color on the show. So well, there you go. Kamar calling for uh, the wokeness that he's wants gone. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny that it sounds wokeness, but she's anti. I love it. Why? No, but I mean, you just said we need a woman of color on here. No, we should want the best guest possible, <laughs> regardless of yeah, color. I thought it was a meritocracy. What's she going on? She was the best guest possible. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. I, it's not that I just didn't like the episode. I'm with Simon. I just, I have nothing, no problem with her, but wasn't my cup of tea. And again, I can't see how you gave it a four. You were like, aren't we done hearing this? So it's a very odd rating. But either way, let's move on. Kamar? This, this, this was so crazy because, again, it's uh, 1614 Tiller Russell. You know, um, YouTube still puts clips. Yeah. And I forget what it said about what he was talking about or whatever. Like, the, usually they'll put three 10-minute clips of whatever. I turned on and go, who the fuck is this douchebag? Yeah. Like, just, I'm the worst at judging a book by its cover. I think I turned off right away, like, oh my God, here we go again. And then when, because uh, he, he says, he does the introduction, like, duh, duh, duh. oh, well, I did the 5 7, 5 7. And then he said, Odessa. I was like, whoa, Shay. And then um, the Night Stalker. But and he he's was, doing Silk Road as he, well, yeah. As a feature film. Yeah, yeah, but still. Which I I was scouring to find it, but I don't... I, I don't I think don't it's out yet. Get it. Well, Joe saw it or whatever. Yeah, he probably sent Joe a fucking screener or something. But I thought this was only going to be about Silk Road. They barely talked about Silk Road. Well, they, they did talk about it. They opted... It, but it seemed like Operation Odessa was like the... Two late like, shows, man. Like, this guy was so interesting. Oh, yeah. In that he is the documentary... He's the guy. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of fear, clearly. How has Joe not watched Operation Odessa? Somebody came on, told him how great it was. It was amazing. He's got time. I don't believe this no time bullshit. Like, watch it. It's only an hour. What, no. What, you what? think prior to this podcast, it, it had been mentioned? They did. They talked about it on the show. We talked about it. No, we, I brought it up. I texted you guys and said, you absolutely have got to watch Complete this. Complete sidebar. That's why it's a Matrix moment. Yeah. And oh, then, no. that's why he says he got and to then grab we, the show. We spoke about it on the post show. Gotcha. Because okay. I was I was like, did you guys watch it? And then we had the big conversation about it. 
If you haven't watched Operation Odessa, it's on fucking Netflix and it's a must. Well, and what's cool is this guy's making a movie. Well, it's going to be a great motion picture because it's oh, an be incredible good, story. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like making a motion picture about Takashi 69s life. It would be just a good movie. And the five seven's going to be a crazy movie too. Oh, that's actually going to be a movie? Well, that's what he said. And Joe said, well, how can they call it five sevens? Because we're doing it. Honestly, corrupt cop movies make my fucking blood boil. But they make your dick hard because you want to watch them. No. Blood boil and dick hard. <coughs> you don't like watching them? I hate fucking crooked cop movies. They fucking well, drive me nuts. Well, that's funny because off the top, it was a Matrix moment for me, and it happens again in the next one. Um, we were talking about... I think it was last week with... Uh, who was last week? What am I, a horse? No, Stop I'm making cricket. that noise. Who were the... Who were the poc- there was two podcasts last week. Yeah. <coughs> we are horrible at this job. <coughs> it was Robert Bungalow and Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Well, one of them, I was talking about how it seems like half the cases is entrapment. You know what of I mean? Cops, it's, yeah. not, it's not actually crimes being committed. It's yeah. Like, and this guy... May have been entrapped by crooked cops. Yeah. The Sook Road only because he left his email one. The smallest paper trail. And the second they, they um, said uh, like Iceland servers real time watching him. That's what made me think like why can't they find Q? If he's inciting violence or whatever like why they don't have the justification to do that. Well why they can't find anyone. How about that? Well, they, they found him. I mean, they found Osama bin Laden in a fucking cave. Do you know, sidebar, and we'll get back to it, that Os- the guy who killed Osama bin Laden is on a no-fly list? Interesting. For what? Not wearing a mask on a plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems like the type that would not wear a mask on a plane. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, and the worst thing is, like, it's weird that this guy thought Trump would pardon him. The, I can't remember the guy's name, Ooh, but the, the guy who started Silk Road. Okay. Right? Was offered 10 years and said, no, I think I, I'll take my chances. And now he's doing double 40 40 to life. And even, I, 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 what if he did hire someone to kill someone? Is that. That's definitely a crime, Kamar. Yes. No, no. <laughs> but is it life in prison? Well, is killing someone life in prison? Well, first of all, as soon as you, like the premeditation of killing someone is the crime itself. That's That's, what separates first degree from second degree. That's precisely it is as soon as you, as soon as you go into the act of like, if I right now said, and this is for any law, this is just a hypothetical. If I were like, I'm going to kill Kamar and I went and bought a gun. If I had something written down somewhere, like if someone knew my Googled state of mind, how to kill Kamar? Sure. Then that that in itself is uh, is murder in the second, or for, I can't remember, but yeah, that's definitely a crime. I, I no. think it's murder in the first when you, yeah, the premeditation, yeah. With, but like he said, he sentenced intent. worse than El Chapo, and you know El Chapo premeditated murder. Maybe they didn't come prove him. Like the, the, it was su- this was such a symbolic sentencing. Yeah, they were obviously trying to prove a point. I hear what yeah. you're saying, but I, I'm just wondering, like, where you land on this whole thing, Kamar. If you, so if you murder somebody, definitely go to jail. But if you hire somebody to murder somebody, there's a gray area. Maybe they'd be a good lawyer. No, no, you still get 20 years or whatever. 
Yeah, you're saying no one actually got murdered and he's doing fucking like 80. Yeah, they they were trying to make a point of this guy. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what's crazy is that it made it through the Court of Appeals, too, that like he... He appealed it obviously twice. At why, least his sentence. Why is that crazy to you, Matt? Like every level is corrupt. Well, it's not crazy. Okay. Well, first of all, when I think about it, judges sentence the jury doesn't, and then the appellate court is not a jury. It's also, I believe, twelve judges. Like, can't the? Isn't there a thing where the jury uh, could say, "Yeah, that guy is innocent," and mm. then the judge is like, "No, I disagree. Guilty." Mm. I believe that is possible, but I don't think it happens often. But it's in there. That, that can't be. What was the point of the jury? Yeah, I mean, right, Simon, exactly. Simon, Come keep on. in mind, too, the Constitution in the state says that you're supposed to get uh, a fair trial by a jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something like 96% of cases absolutely never see a judge and jury. So, I mean, in reality, like, it's in the Constitution, but most people just plea down. They, I, I've, I've read so many articles that say if, if they actually tried even a quarter of the cases, it would sh- it would shut the whole system down. I so, could be wrong about that stat, though. Aside, so he he's saying the police might have even entrapped him into this higher killer thing. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about it. But what 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 his idea was was just the the freest, openest market, anything you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so his intention there. Do you guys think that was bad? Well, the anything. Listen, as far as on the drug side, I have no problem with it. But the problem was, is you could hire hitmen on there and stuff. So, like, think about it. You he could have, if he had just, if it had just been drugs on there. I mean, they probably still would have thrown the fucking book at him. But we could all be sitting here and would have no problem with what he did. But the second you're like, you can buy all the drugs you want on here, and they'll send them to you, and you can also hire a hitman or kill your neighbor. You know what I mean? That's where it gets fucking dicey to me. And it should get dicey to you too, Kamar. No. But no, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So you think it's fine just to be able to buy absolutely anything you want on the internet? Well, that, that sounds like a, a real free society, right? Because you, you still can do all this stuff. So where do you draw the line though? Because I'm with you. So you don't you. want... I, I, don't, I don't think... I, I, I think this guy's intentions and what he did, it was beautiful. But, but wait, Kamar, like our argument is always... Um, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else, right? Like take as much drugs as you want, as long as it doesn't I'm hurt somebody else. I'm fine with that, else. yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm going to get to, Matt. But if you create this marketplace where it's okay for, like everybody's so free that Matt can buy a nuclear submarine and then hurts everybody, like you see where I'm going? Yeah, I mean, that's the extreme. Like, no, you- no, because let's bring that down. What if you can just buy a gun? Yeah, you could. What about the, what about the guy without having to go through the proper channels and then you go out and shoot up you a school? You can do that fucking now. No, you can't. You, you really? Can. Uh, yeah, but come on. I don't know the guy, but I bet balances. you I, I could go out there buy a gun. I'll probably go to jail. I'll buy buy. I'll probably buy it off an undercover cop. Well, there's the difference, well, it's though. It's not going to get delivered. But that's to the your difference. Home. It's not going to be delivered like an Amazon package, Kamar. You see the difference. So your 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 guys' problem is the um, the ease at which you can acquire. No, I'm just you have to go through some hoops to do something. Illegal. I'm asking where, like, I agree, freedom is better, but we all still agree there have to be laws. So where do we draw the line? You draw it at like hiring a hitman, and I'm just wondering where maybe the problem is. This here's the problem that Kamar's having is I don't think drugs. We none of us here think drugs. Drugs should be illegal. So right away, none of us agree with that specific law. So we can all agree that we have no problem with someone creating an open market for that stuff. You do agree that you shouldn't be able to hire hitman, 
of course. But you can hire hitmen. But you can. There's lots of things you should be able to do. My point being is, if you said since he opened Silk Road, 20 people hired hitmen and had people killed. Like the, the, the concrete examples of how it actually affected versus that was a possibility. So the whole thing's bad. You understand? Because yep. I, don't, I don't know the evidence of the people that died because of this. Yeah, but you didn't look into it either, no, so I, it's I, tough I, to say. I, I didn't. And, and neither did I. I but Neither did this guy, apparently. But you think that would be a big thing that someone would say, oh, this isn't all so rosy, because this is what they say. They said, this guy tried to hire Hitman. And don't think he is what you see. But this guy's implying that even that might have been entrapment. Fine, even if that was entrapment, maybe this guy didn't hire Hitman. But like you said, if you found out that 50 people hired Hitman off this website, is that not like enough for you? You could on the internet through Tor hire Hitman. So should we get rid of the internet? Like you could. And maybe you leave a, a paper trail, but. Yeah, but the idea, Kamar, is like, it's very simple. Yes, we agree that the internet's there, but your thing is just like, well, because it's there, just open it up to everything. That's not, so you don't believe we should have cops then, right? We have a world. Why not bother just, why not open it up to everything? Well, it's, it's interesting um, in my world if drugs were uh, all legal or decriminalized and um, regulated, what cops' role in society would be. But even then, Kamar, you, okay, so your argument that we have guns, why can't we all just shoot each other? We have guns. They exist. We have guns. You can get guns. But that, So there we go. So why can't we just shoot each other? We can't, you can shoot each other, and then you face the consequences. Like, this is... No, but should we make it easier for people to shoot each other? No, we, in our country, we're not. Like, Kamar, you understand, though, <laughs> you understand that, like, you said, oh, well, I can just go out on the street and buy a gun. Yeah. It's a little harder than that. And it's a lot harder than that. And you're making it available for, like, potentially a kid at their house. No way. If you have money, you can get whatever you want, whenever you want. That's just, that's just no, the way No, if is. you're a 14-year-old kid, Kamar... It's going to be really hard for you to go out and buy a gun. But come on, even then, but stop. But 14-year-old kids shoot people in Ottawa like once a month. Yeah, and they usually get their parents' gun to do it. They're not buying it off the fucking dark web. Okay, first no of all, for any listeners, 14-year-old kids don't shoot people once a month I in have, Ottawa. So, there's shootings, though. Yeah, no. there are shootings. In There's a million people in the city. And the majority of them are with illegal guns. And that's why when they say they, they, this long rifle ban or whatever, they're like... Responsible gun owners are responsible gun owners. You're getting off track. Kamar, you do realize that if there was an illegal gun shop on every corner, there would be far more shootings. That's obvious to you, right? If there's an illegal yes. gun shop. Yes, on every single corner in Ottawa. You realize that the shootings would be tenfold, correct? So you're saying like a shawarma shop, but under the counter they're selling guns? Yes, yeah. Maybe, possibly. But how maybe? I mean, that just seems like supply and demand would... I bet there's a lot more people in Ottawa that want to kill people than you would give credit for. I hope not. That, that, that's a scary thought. It may be... Well, no, that's it. So hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> our prohibitions are causing our, our uh, troubles. Just seriously, seriously, though. I, I'm curious, Kamar. If, <clears throat> if everybody was given a gun, just right now, everybody gets a gun. Everyone gets in, a gun. In the mail. On the books. You're, you're, you're not illegal for having it. Everybody Everyone gets, gets a gun. Everybody the government gun. sends everyone a gun. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about the logistics of it. Everybody gets a gun right now. You get a gun. You get a gun. You get Simon, a gun. Simon, this actually sounds like a, a really good platform to run on. <laughs> everyone you gets a gun. You all get guns. It's a massive social right experiment. Right now, this afternoon, do you think there will be more murders in Ottawa in the next week? No. Okay. 
Then you don't. If, but see, think this is that. the problem: is you can't have a good faith argument think, if you, you don't. If think everyone that. has a gun, you're not gonna. Just, I'm gonna shoot that person. They might have a. They might shoot me. Like, yes, fine, <laughs> fine. But you don't think there's gonna be more murders? You guys are implying people are chomping at the bit, champing at the bit to kill each other. No, what I am implying what am I is most people will not shoot somebody with a laser. Agreed. But if you have lasers in your fingertips, there's going to be more people who get shot by lasers. No. Okay, oh my well. God. I, this I, is what I'm saying. It's a tough conversation <laughs> to have. Like we, I, we just got to get everyone a gun. Yeah. We just got to get everyone lasers. In <laughs> and their fingertips. everyone gets a gun. Babies get guns too. Well, of course, like this, this is across the it fucking says board. everyone gets a gun, Kamar. Babies do Ibogaine and babies get rifles. I'm with it's you. It's like dude. when you said that, you know, the, the, the kid shoots a laser at a plane, and blinds the, the pilot. So you can't sell lasers anymore. I don't know. That is the most hey, ridiculous. The man's back in the house. Get out of here. Like, what is really everybody true? doing? How's is it that doing? you can blind pilots No, of course with lasers? not. I think depending on, we've got to see the movie to... to put to rest i just come your argument seems very odd like you think that because there's the internet it should just be open to whatever whim you want oh fuck uh, yeah i do so i'm never gonna be king of the world don't worry about it. it's not gonna happen yeah all right i mean listen if that's your utopia is just like a fucking mad max type scenario then you, that's what you guys think i don't we will never know because there are regulations that have a place this guy well, hold on, wait, we know, because let's just stop. The U.S. has the most guns circulating of any country in the world, and their murder rate is like 100x that of any developed country. So the proof is in the pudding, Kamar. Like, where legal guns are, there's lots of violence. Sure, even if it's legal, where you can act. But this is our point. If everyone has a gun, it's not a safer society. We, we, it, it, you it, cannot disagree. Those are facts. It, it, it's a fact that if... Like, that's nothing. I mean, I... I you, that's not an argument. It's a fact that... And then you hit your hand and said it's nothing. If I, everyone has a gun. Not everyone has a gun, so it's not I mean, a fact. It, it is interesting. I'll throw interesting out there. Like, if you have a gun and I have a gun and I know you have a gun and you know I have a gun. It's the... It, oh, you know I can't what? shoot you in the back? No, 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 no. I'm you just can. saying... And, I'm and, saying... And if you get there, caught, you go to jail. There, it's, is, it's, there is a certain... Um, some of all fears, no. The nuclear. You have nukes, we have nukes. We there don't is a it. certain respect there. So, Simon, hold on, hold on. I'm I, asking I you, though. I am not saying, though, that that is a better situation than nobody but let me, having Let me guns. ask you, though. If you're, in, if you're in Texas, do you not just assume... Is your not assumption that everyone has a gun? Well... Don't you yeah. have to show your gun in Texas? You'd well, have no, to. But it's open carry or not, it doesn't matter. Is your assumption not that everyone has a gun? Yeah, my assumption would be that everyone has a so gun. That, so it, we but already, I don't have a gun, so I'm already going to feel and okay. New York very has, polite. New York now. has, the like I think, the strictest gun laws in the in the country, and they still have shootings. Like, I don't know. I assume everyone in New York has a gun as well. We've got caught up on this. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, and let's move on. Let's move I, on. I might as well just be telling you the earth is flat because it's, it's going to move on. Well, I mean, it's what just this a, guy did was cool. And if you were 18, you think it was cool. Now you're a little more responsible, or whatever. And you're like, I don't know. No, I we've always. Got, we've got to be responsible. No, I. Listen to you, fuck no, this fucking guy. He did this all from a laptop. Yeah. Not like Google with servers. It's pretty fucking cool. Right? You're acting like setting up like setting up a basic website where people can interact is like the craziest they thing. They want. Well, what about the 60,000 Bitcoin he had? 
Well, yeah. That now the FBI has. They're the fourth largest Bitcoin holder in the world. The he, this guy's a fucking legend. He's in jail for 80 years. I know. He fucked up. He should have taken the deal. <laughs> well, let's move on. We, we've got... But Kamar, let me ask you. If he had 60,000 Bitcoin and was in jail for 10 years for just selling drugs on there, would he not still be a legend? Uh, yeah, but I, 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 what if the government still confiscated all? He's, he's well, the government would have confiscated it all anyway, no doubt. He's no a legend. Doubt. It's weird. It's just... Like What's he, crazy is how did they get the password? Well, that his for the Gmail or whatever? No, for his fucking Bitcoin. Because like, there's a guy in Germany right now that's being detained, and they are demanding his Bitcoin password because he has like 50 million worth of Bitcoin, and he's refusing to give it to them. Because again, they would like you're the only one... I think... Uh, We'll double back if we all get to watch this and then we can pass judgment because we've just been caught up. Watch the Silk Road thing. Watch the movie. The problem though is it's, it's a movie, right? Yeah. Like we both know that they're going to take like Joe, Joe himself is going to watch the movie and be pissed, right? Because they're going to take fucking liberties and it's not going to be, I would like to like, you made a good point. I'd kind of rather he made a documentary. There was, there, there are documentaries though. Yeah. But this guy seems to make good ones. That's kind of my point. It just, my point being, it, it, the corrupt cops and the silence, the example thing, maybe there's something there and he's better than the people that put him away. Maybe. maybe I mean, listen, maybe, Kamar, maybe, maybe. you know my stance on cops. Like, I, I know they set people up all the fucking time. It, so, I'm there with you. Entrapment is 50% of the law. I swear, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. Okay, we got to get off this. Um, his background because we've all seen operation odessa is almost as good as operation odessa oh my god yeah like going to the panamanian the, prison and having to run across the field fuck all the that panamanian prison that runs itself on the weekends yeah like different cultures boys well i was telling you about that show dude um yeah world's most dangerous prisons like, or whatever some of these prisons legitimately would not be able to function like they don't have enough staff they have to have the prisoners running their own like side prison to make anything make sense it's nuts and dude. somehow it functions but in your guys well it uh, functions because world, it's, they just kill each out other out of necessity well, no, but it, no but hear me out it 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 functions it still has the same function in that you as an as a member of society definitely don't want to go there because like whether there's prison guards or not prison is a shitty place right so you're you mean like you as a free citizen on the outside knowing Knowing that it's going, yeah, knowing it, that it's run by the gangs in there, you're like, I really don't want to go in, in there. In some cases, Matt, you do. They do want to go there because it's like, well, some of them are made. It's and a hustle I, in there. I get it, yeah. I get it. But I'm saying, if you're just Joe Schmo, it's extra incentive for you not to go in there. And the government knows that. They're like, we can just build four walls and set up like ten guys outside at the front door and then let the inmates run the fucking. It's nuts. But going to that Panamanian prison, he's a fucking psycho. And then yell, and then having it out with Tarzan. Yeah, well, this yeah. guy had a crazy life, man. It, it made me jealous uh, how he was like, just got on plane from Los Angeles, like because whatever the deadliest catch is where this starts. Like there, there's so much to choose from. That's, that could have almost been a podcast. That's a crazy story, eh? Every how, story he tells is crazy. How he's like. Um, that guy says, I have this fear of getting pulled overboard. And then he gets pulled overboard. And then they're out there trying to save him. And he's like, keep filming. It's just. Yeah, but on, I mean, if you've seen on. the Deadly Catch, those guys are fucking psychos. I could totally see one of them like about to die, but like, keep filming it. Well, dude, that whole like to put yourself on the line like that, they don't make a ton of money, you know? They make a ton of they money. They make a ton of money. They, they, for, they for, contribute to why there's a wage gap. 
Why? How much do you think that one of those fucking fishermen makes? Well, it, uh, it, well they're out there. It depends what season it is. It's based on the catch. It, yeah, but I would, if you're like a full portion deckhand, Simon, you can make like 20 grand for being out there for five days. Like working on the rigs. Yeah. It's hard well, work. Well, it's true, I guess, because uh, do some of those hours. tuna they catch are worth a million dollars. So, I, you know. Well, sure. and you're forgetting, sure. too, they get like no sleep. So when I'm saying you're out there for five days, that's like you're awake for five days straight. And, you know, like three months ago, there was that boat just disappeared. Five guys died in uh, New Brunswick or Newfoundland. Like it's. Oh, that's my nightmare. There's, there's no control. No. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's the deadliest waters, the deadliest catch. Also, if you've been out in a boat in rough waters, it's. Oh, oh no, dude. Lack of control. It's crazy out there. Like you guys, this is ridiculous, but you've seen the perfect storm. Of course. Yes. One of those littler boats, when the waves get that big, like, again, I know that was a movie, but you've seen some of the waves out there on those videos where it's like a guy in the tanker. Yeah. And then the waves are washing right over the yeah. ship. Or those even like crazier, waves. somebody in like on a cruise and they're taking a video out their portal window. And the waves are literally washing right over the portal. Dude, I get such anxiety I watching know. that. It's I'm like, how crazy. could you go to sleep? <laughs> Fuck that. I couldn't, I, lo- uh, I couldn't live like that. No. I could never go on a cruise. It's way too s- small, those cabins. Well, I, sorry. No, real quick. I was just going to say, I watched, uh, what's that car show? Grand Tour? Grand. Yeah. With uh, the three Englishmen, Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. whatever. So I was watching the new season and like they, they each take like a shitty little boat. Uh, I can't remember where they are. They're in like Indonesia and they end up there like we can take this shortcut, but it's through like the sea and it's rougher waters. And dude, one of them nearly dies out there like legit. It's fucking it's so dangerous. People always are on boats just like shit's great out here. You can die so quick. It's on a the boat. fucking ocean. You man. can die. Yeah, that shit will fuck you up. And the, or the aliens from the bottom. Well, that, well, that too. too. That too. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say about this guy is there's a question like. How a paparazzi's gross. You know what I mean? Like, so is this exploitation? Like, let's imagine sort of when he's just explaining the um, deadliest catch, like, keep it rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, you feel gross not helping out. Like, or, or, or whatever the situation is, but I think he displayed, like, how when he was talking about how he didn't want to humanize um, Ramirez. Yeah. The night stalker. Like, he, he had that. I think there's other people who are like, yeah, just gotta make shot, this thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the crime well, scene photos. I don't think that's really paparazzi though. Like, there's a difference between what like this guy's doing and the guys that are like taking pictures of Britney Spears. You know? This guy, but I, I bet there's others out there that are. Yeah, the example's a, a little, uh, bit of a stretch, but y- you know what I'm saying. Like, do you guys remember the? So there was a photographer who took a Pulitzer Prize-winning photo. He was in like Somalia. He was in somewhere in Africa that was obviously a war-torn country that was like going through a drought. And he took a photo of this like emaciated baby lying in the dirt and there's a vulture like 10 feet away. And he took the photo, he won the Pulitzer because it's a it's an insane is photo. Is the baby alive? The baby's clearly about to die. But this is the thing. So it's alive. Yes, but this is the thing. He He was told when he landed there, you absolutely can't, go near like you can't touch or interact with any of the locals you can't intervene you can't for disease reasons for like a million reasons so he was just there it's the prime directive yeah so he was there to photo document this and he ends up winning the pulitzer and then people just light him up because like how could you how could you do that how could you and he ended up killing himself Ah. 
So you see what because I mean? Because of the hate. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think he just felt, I think the guilt he felt in general that, you know, he had, he had seen this atrocity and, and couldn't intervene, but it's the same thing. Like I, well, more that he had won some prize off it. That would have been the part that you said he won the Pulitzer. He won the Pulitzer, I believe. And then I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was years later. I mean, there's a difference between going there and it's shitty. Trust. I I get it. And not being able to do anything, but then making money or your reputation off that. Well, I mean, again, though, he was like a national geographic. Like it wasn't like he was there for the tabloids. You know what I mean? He was, he was there truly documenting atrocities. So I, I get what you're saying. It's tough. It's tough when someone then gives you a prize for something so horrible. I, I just think it's the prize that made him probably commit suicide and not the... But you see what I mean, Kamara? The like, moral of the story is don't be too good at your job. Well, no, what I was going to say, you know, it's that tough, like, I don't know. It, he clearly wanted to, like this guy, help, but was just tied behind the... But even though he didn't want to portray or humanize him, which is crazy that serial killers, like... Trinity, um, Jim Morrison's and girls sent him there. Well, they have spot. because of Netflix, for sure. Nobody knew no, before, before Netflix, man. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. But then when he goes into why Richard Ramirez did what he did, it, you know what I mean? He just, what he was, horrible things happened to him and his uncles from Vietnam and taught him how to kill. And there's a Matrix moment when they mentioned the um, <laughs> DC <laughs> shooting. Do do you think though that we should be um, letting these guys fade into the night or bringing them back again? Like they were made superstars after they did this, and now they're being made into superstars again. Sometimes you know after they're dead, but some of these guys are still alive. I'm sure rotting in jail and I mean, is it irresponsible? You think? Because... I'd have. To, I'd want to look. Well, at, I'd want to look at hard to, data. To inspire copycat. But I'd want to look at hard data, Simon. Like, has since we've glorified them, has the uh, has the frequency of serial killers gone up or down? The other problem is leaded gas. I think that had a big fucking effect. As we've well, what they said. Whoa, was... whoa, 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 whoa! Stop! <laughs> what? We got a lot of back here. Well, they when they they took lead out of gasoline in like the what are the eighties or the seventies, and they they can directly attribute that to people's aggressive behaviors. That's why fucking New York was so insane in the seventies. They specifically they're like it, once we took lead out of gas, people became far less aggressive. No joke. I'll pull up an article. Okay, but but all right, fine. So my point though, Simon, is you would have to look at the data, like how many serial killers were there. You know, what constitutes a serial killer? How many were there per decade in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, right, and now? But why are they making these movies on Netflix about I'll, the serial killers? I, You're too young to remember. You might not remember, but it was like a huge thing without the internet. Yeah, this, of course. This guy when it happened. Yeah. But Ramirez, happened, you're talking would, about. Son exactly. of Sam was huge too, though. That yeah, was yeah. his, and it happened. There's just an inches of like what, what actually happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, Zodiac too. That's, like what, that's, that's why I think you make it. And these are all great stories. I mean, I, I'll agree to that part. But I guess what I'm asking is, like, if these stories were to fade into the night, we'd be better off. Uh, would we be better uh, off? I don't know. It's interesting. It's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm afraid. Like they said, what twelve to twenty-four serial killers at any time. Now, serial killer, you only have to kill two people. That's what I was saying. Is like three, a serial three people. Sorry, sorry. I mean, even then, like they big, then I think about mob guys. You know what I mean? That have killed like thirty people, but aren't nice considered, yeah. but aren't considered For like sure they are. 
Well, not really though. They're just considered hitmen. Like By it's a different. A serial killer. But they I are get it. serial killers. I understand, but they're, it's not looked at as like the same kind the way of way Ted Bundy is a serial killer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, well, that was his job. Well, because that's the thing. It's the the the. Uh, I know if you do it in your spare alluder, time, you're a sicko. <laughs> the, the evil, the sicko, the depravedness of yeah. it. But it. Well, there's it also a difference comes from abuse and fucking getting there's a also, paycheck, man. But I was going to say, there's also a difference between putting two bullets in a guy's head versus sawing that guy's head off, putting it in a jar and keeping it in your fridge, that sort of thing. And, oh, and Ted Bundy, hitmen, you're old enough to remember Ted Bundy. Yeah, of course. Those hitmen and Dahmer don't do, I meant Dahmer. Don't yeah, communicate Dahmer, yeah. with the cops, right? There isn't that part yeah. of it, which is also all often associated with these silly their their need to almost get caught one step ahead or whatever well they have these like uh ego maniac problems whereas a hitman is like you know they're that's their job so i mean that could be it too though like we we are we're much more open to mental illness now than we have ever been and that could lower the number of serial killers you know what i mean we might be catching them early on and but the knowledge i think the knowledge that is from abuse yeah, well, of course. Hurt people hurt people. Joe I says it all the time. I think there are probably way more serial killers out there now, Matt. Well, we just had one recently. Before. Well, I'd that like to pull up my, some data. That would I, be my contention. I'm going to go with Pinker on this and assume it's much less. Much less. Well, we just had one recently in Toronto. Yeah. It was like two years ago, three years ago. He was killing gay guys and yeah. putting them in the potter. I heard mm-hmm. a whole podcast about it. Of course you did. Um, but, <laughs> well, I did, man. But you, well, you, I did, man. We all love Silence of Lambs. I did. There's a new show, Clarice. Yeah, I do it? want to check that out, but it's we not think, on anything. Would it will be better if they didn't make that movie? Because that's sort of based on a true story, right? I think it's like loosely, loosely based on a true story. And so that's better than a factual documentation of what happened at the time. It was. It was just a crazy time, and LA is just crazy. Do you want to fuck me? Mm. Am I pretty? It puts the lotion on its skin. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Are we done with uh, Tiller here? Uh, no, we got a couple more things. Okay. It, it was super cool. I mean, this was this was the one we, of the weeks. This one should be the focus. It yeah. was super really. Well, well Hamilton Morris far, is great, but for a lot of different reasons, though. As but, far as things to actually it, talk it, about, I think this was the meat um, and potatoes. We'll see. We'll see. You guys are gonna be very upset with me, but um, the story about how the five seven starts because they asked the guy, I forget his name again. Like, are you a cop or a criminal? I was like. Both. Both, yeah. I was like, I got to know this guy. Get in the car. Meet me in the subway. Like, this, every story is is just gold. And we didn't even get the, the, the Dessa, because we wondered about the Cuban guy. The guy who sold everyone out? Yeah. Yeah. I love how he, he, he sends them the message. Hey, so far you've talked to the waiters. Why don't you come talk to the head chef? That was fucking, <laughs> I was like, I fucking couldn't have loved this guy more, and I do. It's so wild how they can't help themselves, but you think it's Hollywood, but it's that that's that's how it is. You, you know what I mean? Well, guys, dude, what is sorry. it? Fiction is, uh, or real life is far stranger, stranger than fiction. You guys don't look at him as a rat, though. Like, he sold everyone out, right? The oh, my God. Well, Listen, all these stories end up with the rats. Henry Hill. I just love Simon that he was like, of course, I'm going to take the money. And then he's like, I was going to give Tarzan a million dollars for his business. But then he ratted me out. So fuck him. <laughs> I thought that was, So I think that was it too. They all ended up ratting each other out. Okay. Like he just stole the money, which made him the first piece He's of just shit. The one from the Russian who mob. Who got away with it? No, no, from the Colombians. Oh, sorry. Either or, that's, that's ballsy. You know what I mean? That's insane. Dude, you got to have some huge. Sorry, come on, go ahead. Well, hold just, on, hold on. He had the biggest balls. Not, did he, not only did he steal 10 million, 
He then went and tried to steal another 10 from them. Don't forget that. Like, I can't live my life with somebody being angry at me. This guy has the fucking Russians after him, the Cubans after him, the fucking cartel after with him. With his arm on $20 million at a moment's notice to book. Like, No, the best is at the end when he's like, when he said he's broke. Remember, he's like, I got to tell you, man. You can't believe how quick you can go through 10 million. <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard at that. Or what you do, yeah. No, he was amazing. And then um, Gary Busey, underrated. Holy shit, that Gary Busey story. Well, the, the Gary Busey story, but just Gary Busey himself. Uh, we all agreed. Listen, well, the man was in Point Break. Now you hear what his life was. You're like, but movies he's been in and like, give me some. I don't Silver even- Bullet. I don't remember it. You don't remember no. Silver what Bullet? Was it? was it about a werewolf? Yes. Really? Yes, with Corey Haim. No. Yes. Oh, no, I do it's remember it's Silver Bullet. It's, yes, it's yes, yes, yes. such yes. a fucking classic. Don't they, like, build a motorcycle he or builds, something? He builds <laughs> Corey Haim's in a wheelchair. A wheelchair. Gary Busey builds him a right. souped-up Silver Bullet. Right, right, The right. priest is the werewolf. Megan Follows is in it. You just ruined the whole movie for me. No, watch it. It's Stephen King. Gary Busey yeah, is, is so good in it. It, it stands the test of time, but I'm just, I want to be one day driving down the road with my balls, hanging out, yelling at someone, a conspiracy theory or something like this, that he's out there. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, that's so weird that that's Alex like what you strive Jones, to be. Alex Jones got him to phone sense. up Joe. Yeah. And like, tell him I, his I crazy guess shit. Hoping like they were going to hit it off and he was going to be on the podcast or something. And nope, that didn't work out. <laughs> and it tied into, uh, Fucking bungalow from last week was all about the death experience. Bungalow. Robert Bigelow. Oh, Bigelow. Bigelow. Remember? Yeah. And Gary Busey was is, is a, like, I want Gary Busey on the podcast. The that, drummer. I don't. That would in a be band? A, oh, get would, the fuck out of here. He sounds like Listen, he's Kamar, had a We've crazy, disagreed on everything today, so let's just everything. keep oh, taking it up. It sounds like he's had a crazy life, but I imagine that would just be a fucking train wreck of a podcast, man. Yeah. I don't think he can stay on track. Okay, if you have to choose, uh, Gary Busey or Nick Nolte. Who would I rather have on? Oh, my God. Uh, I'd like... Nick Nolte, he's been in way more hits with more famous people. And he did blue yeah, chips. Yeah, I'm Busey. I love Nolte, too, though. That was my best Nolte right there. Oh, we forgot to play the game. What? No. The other movie game. Is no. it too late? Yeah, it's too late. Wow, sorry. Uh, sorry, listeners. We got a fucking Gestapo here. Um... <laughs> This fucking guy. And then, like, I need Simon out of this bubble to back me up on some shit. And then you, well, no, he agrees silently. No, um, he's just pixelated. You can't tell. I, I would play the movie again. <laughs> oh, great! Start it off, Simon. You said you want to start with Goodwill Hunting, so go. Oh no! I thought we were going to do something with Gary Busey in it. I th- I was going to do so Eddie Murphy. Oh no, sorry, Forty Eight Hours. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Um, coming to America. Arsenio uh, Hall. Game over. <laughs> Game over. I'm the best at this. Coming to America too. <laughs> oh it hasn't come God. out yet. It just came out on Friday. Sorry, brother. <laughs> okay, I lose. There we go. Yeah. That's a movie game. Oh, way to go. The, that was terrible. I don't think the point of the game is to stump. I was actually going to go Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I could have gone off on there. True Lies, oh, it's Halloween. A, it's a cooperative game. Yeah, I we're supposed to just keep going. It's I, like if you're on a four-hour trip to Toronto, you'd want to go for four I hours. I think we're trying to keep the ball up, yeah. Gotcha, I gotcha. Next time. I think we're trying, to keep, think we're trying to keep the ball up. Next time, I'll keep the ball up. Sorry, Simon and I are too used to winning something. Where we're too competitive. Oh, no, it's, it's disgusting how competitive you guys are, but that's the way it is. Which brings me to the next point, is the Snoop Dogg. 
getting left on Twitch. Go, motherfucker. Oh, that was Hilarious. so funny. And I just thought about you guys. I, like, it's oh, a common yeah, thing for totally. people to care about video games. Yes. it's a, Why do you think it's one of the biggest industries in the world? Again, I think we have a discussion. If you're losing money, if the stakes... It's, it's just, not It's not even the biggest thing. It's not that. It's, it's just a tiny little microcosm of competition. And that breeds fucking anger, man. There's I think no you're forgetting too, Kamar, that a lot of people don't have any competition in their life necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that they're naturally competitive and that they no, have no outlet for that. So when they sit down for an hour to play video games, I understand. it comes out like to the umpteenth degree. it comes out it's in all sports, in real sports, Kamar, but you're just okay with that because that makes sense because it's real sports. Well, but no, this the is stakes just, are so much higher in real sports. And But they're not. It's still just a game. But how do you no, figure they're higher? It's a fucking higher. Super Bowl. Or it's a fucking... No, no, no but no, he's no, talking about you playing about soccer you playing on Sunday. Soccer, or you playing... He, we're nah, not talking nah, about the Super Bowl. Nah, I'm a sportsman. I don't get mad at Oh, sports. dude, I... Like, I was a tennis player and I would get so mad at myself. You know what I mean? I was. I'm the same way. When I was in military school, I won the biggest trophy in the world. World. For what? For what? For sportsmanship. I, I, I don't care who wins the game. I just want to play the game. I swear to God. That must be nice. I believe you, Kamar. I definitely, I'm not, I didn't. Yeah, that's, all I'm hearing there is you've just never been good enough to, <laughs> to really care. take a sport seriously. I agree with part of that, but I just love playing sports. But I've never been good it. enough always either. always my and lack I, of uh, athletic ability, and it's too late now. Well, I've never seen you get competitive at a real sport, Matt. I've seen you get competitive at video games, which you're good at, so. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Spring's coming. We're going to have to do something. Are we going to go at kick field goals again? Or Top carding. I was wondering if you'd be interested in skeet shooting. I know you guys hate guns and stuff. I like that. I love shooting. We, lo- about? we like. <laughs> he's, never been, he's never been to the cottage. That's why. We like guns. Okay, then. Kamar, skeet shooting. I just don't think you should be able to buy that gun from your couch illegally. Skeet shooting. Maybe. I doubt. And I, if, if, if someone says it's a Bitcoin, we take the Ferraris up at the, the track in Quebec. You can do that? Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, it'd be sick. Well, it doesn't have to be Ferraris. You could take any car. No, no. It has to be Ferraris. There's, there's a lot of cars that see who goes around fastest without killing himself. Um, but no, just <laughs> just the guy sitting there and Snoop Dogg. I don't know what you do, but I want you to make life of movies. And so there's going to be something down the pike about Snoop Dogg that's going to be awesome. I mean, that sounded like it was so early on in the works. Those things fall through all the time. I'm with you. I was sitting there going, I really hope this. I just wasn't. I'm not like. It's like Chappelle coming on. I'm not like fucking banking on it, but yeah. I, I'm being serious here for a sec, okay? I'm not I'm not trying to poke fun at you. I actually want to know this if I'm... Is it down the pike? Is that the expression? I believe so, yeah. Like uh, like an old, like the pike, you know, like a... Pipe works for me too. What the fuck is the thing I'm looking for? A phal- phalanx? Well, phalanx? A phalanx. A pike is something you would drive into the ground. Yeah, is but they also, a pike was also a, like a military tool way the fuck back when. I'm going to have to look that up. Anyway, Please sorry, do. go on. This I'm guy, probably way This off. guy is just an amazing storyteller. I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe this guy does the Joe Rogan story. Who knows? Who knows what relationship these guys um, have Fester. developed? Yeah, and, um, What a terrible word. There was what, the, what's the story there exactly? I mean, it's, what, not, what, it's not quite the same kind of dog. Don't ask me a question, then cut me off. What's the story there? Is that, do you understand what I'm saying? What's the story of Howard Stern? You ever see Private Parts? <laughs> Simon's so angry right now. He's pushed the no, mic he away. Didn't. He's pushed no, the mic he away. Didn't. It's over. 
I'm uh, just too aggressive. I'm on, two Red Bulls. I, I know what you mean, Kamar. I don't think it, but that was a feature film. I don't know, a documentary about Joe? Well, he did Silk Road. That's a feature film. It could be that. Okay. I mean, you could do a do, you could do a feature film about Joe's life, I guess. And the story is still unfolding with Joe. Yeah, that's true. It could be more. Yeah. But um, the only down, no, sorry. Last person, Chaz Williams. Yeah. I'm the greatest bank robber ever. Yeah. Robbing banks from jail. It's insane. Died before he could do it. Um, interviewed on DJ Vlad. If anyone wants to. Such a parasite. Well, I, I know we don't like the Vlad. Simon, I'm so sorry about that. But I, 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 would, I would watch a Joe Rogan movie. Documentary or a feature. I feel like. I mean, no, I know it. You're so there's no. Well, I'm not over it, but we, like, how we've listened to fucking eighteen hundred episodes. Like, we've heard. I know everything. Like, would you need to see it reenact? First of all, you hate reenactments. Other people would. Well, oh, <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting if it was if it was done as a documentary. I mean, like just talking heads. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I figured. I feel that's sort of what the comedy store. That's what was. I was just about to say. But if it was a feature film. If liberties were taken. Oh, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> ugly as shit. That'd be impossible to handle. Simon, I'm so sorry. That was so rude. It's coming down the turnpike. That's where it comes Oh, from. off the highway. Interesting. Yeah. I was way Which off. seems like a very early... Um, no, late. Or mean. late. Cars. In, yeah, like that would come around know? in like the 50s, yeah. 60s type of thing. Yeah. yeah. The journey but, turnpike. But it's another one of those where... Um, the alternative has also become correct to be looking down a pipe like what's coming. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. What's interesting is if you could um, isolate the first person to say it. Like find the first writing of... Like Humble Bragg is credited to Harris Widows, who's a big producer on Parks and Recreation. Interesting. Who rest of power uh, died of. And coming hmm. down the pipe appears two to one to coming down the pike now. Pipe gets more play than pipe. Yeah, it's now overtook. Interesting. Yeah. Both make sense. Yeah. And you're the only one who knows what pike is. I oh, believe you. He didn't even look that up. Oh, I believe you, you want to know what a he pike is. He didn't even look is. that up. I believe up. you because you did a hand motion, like, looks good to me. The <laughs> devastation. And it didn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I, I believe him. Okay, are we done then? I'm uh, going to move on. I, I was just gonna say, the only downside of this was, and it was inevitable, he started interviewing Joe. He, he you know what? I didn't even. What you do is so uh, brave, and uh, well, it's not really brave. Like I do this. I didn't really notice it, so I'm gonna give him a pass. Like it didn't jump out at me. It felt like like 95 percent of this was Joe interviewing him, asking about. It resonated with me because Joe said I'm rusty, and I was like, Oh, I know Joe. We all rusty. I mean, the problem too though is Joe's only seen like one of this guy's documentaries. Like you already. It's so easy to watch Operation Odessa. It's on Netflix. You're working out all the time. Well, like, Tarzan could be a guest, I think. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Gold. This podcast was gold. And it didn't see it coming out of the pipe. You didn't know you needed it till you heard it. Yeah. Read it, boys. I give it a four. Kamar, what do you give it? Like I said, if not for the interview and the thing they would say, uh, this could have been almost a five. I give it a, I give it a 4.5. Oh, nice. Simon? Yeah, I give this one a, uh, well, I gave it a three, I guess, but I think I would actually give it a four. Okay. So we got a four, a four, and a four and a half. That's a strong rating. And it's like, after we bitch and moan about stuff or the same topics, cancel culture, la, 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 and this comes along, it's just a breath of fresh air. And we, and all these podcasts thus far, there has also been COVID talk, but I really just 
try to avoid it. You know what I mean? Do you think had you not seen Operation Odessa, you would have given it a five just on pure, like, I have to see this? Right, because I think no, I, I'm glad I saw it in okay. This order. Yeah, because I was watched because I was thinking maybe the other way would have been better, where you like you'd be so excited to go watch if it, heard it, went to Odessa, and they came in here, maybe because it because it was the reason. But you are, and you're a five to me, Matt, oh, and stop. you know exactly what he's talking about as he's talking about it. No, that's true. I think yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that we had the order of and you know, was correct. and you know what Tarzan's like as a person. We know like him saying Tarzan's a bear of a guy. Like seeing the movie, you're like, no, no, this guy's legitimately a bear of a guy. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it was the best. Joe thing should happened. have had watched it before he did this. But that, that was my point yeah. going in. Is I, I feel like it. Again, it's whatever. Joe's a busy guy. He had a UFC this week. Um. So just for your edification, there, Matt. Um, yes. Is a pike a military tool? It's a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A long. Hold on. Spear-like long, thing, right? It's either a fish. A long-bodied predator, freshwater fish with a pointed yep. snout and large teeth of both Eurasia and North America. Or it's the tool to churn butter, according to Matt. Or it is an infantry weapon with a pointed steel or iron head on a long wooden shaft. A pike, yeah. Remember, put your head on a pike. But it can also mean the top of a pointed hill, a peak, t- a hill with a peak top. Can, so apparently it could just be anything. The no, those are uses. the things yeah. it can be. All right, um, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm not even sure if we have a bill to pay, but maybe we do. Short for turnpike also. Oh, there we go. Oh, right. no, there's. it's also a jackknife position in diving or gymnastics. I think we just found a new podcast. I, I knew that because I, <laughs> it's used, called to, definitions. I used to be a oh, diver. That was an interesting Humble point brag. that Joe, Joe made. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Sorry, Kamar. I don't mean to interrupt you again. But, no, no, uh, don't ask me a question and then jump on me before I get a chance to answer. That's all I Oh, meant. yeah, don't worry. We're going to get to that. Dipshit. Um, <laughs> the last from one bubble? is a verb uh, to withdraw from or go back on a plan or agreement to pike out or to pike on let someone down. That sounds like a, like an English slang for gypsies to pike out. Yeah, fucking that, pikey. It does sound uh, kind pike of out. Racist. Fucker. What happens if Simon attacks you? Just take off your mask. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need a gun. It's like, you know, they say the best way to stop a fight is shit yourself. That's true. Um, or get naked. He asked him about why his podcast is so successful, and he pointed out that he did a lot, which is interesting. Well, that makes me like I want to do more pod. Not I know you guys don't want to, but I might. Ha- I might start something else. I just don't think anyone will listen to just me. Well, you, you, but I didn't think anyone would listen to this. You have so. to build it before they come. So yeah, of course, you, you I know. Can't do it on that, and this is a great platform to do it. But your podcast would have to be you. I think talking to other individuals, which. Like, I, I know my ideas, and I just have to grab the Zoom and start doing it. I, because the remote thing has become so accepted, it's really changed the thing. But, yeah, it's just doing it, and uh, we'll get there. But Simon, words with Simon. Words with Simon. He's coming down the pike. All right, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called Alpha Brain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. Alpha Brain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, 
and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try Alpha Brain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and Onnit will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free with a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your Alpha Brain trial today. All right. All good, right. good break. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. I don't think we have a sponsor this week. Oh, whatever. Uh, Hamilton Morris. Number? That's a great question, Matt. 1694. 1615. Not even close. 1659. Not even close. Wow. I think that's the most off you've ever been on a guest. 1694. 2406. I mean, I got the first two digits right, so... Good for you, buddy. Thanks, pal. See? Hamilton Morris. So I just want to say off the bat, Respect. it's very interesting. If you're on the Patreon, I picked a throwback. I think I picked his first appearance on Joe, correct? It was his worst appearance. It, it ended up being his worst, and Joe actually alludes to it in this, that how bad it was. It was well, They were so He stoned. alludes to it every time that Hamilton Morris <laughs> is on, and sometimes when he's not on. I mean, it was really bad. Um, we... If you're on the Patreon, you can go back and listen to it. We did the throwback. If you're not on the Patreon, join the Patreon. There but to go. not even count it as an episode. Like, Joe is removing it. He's like, <laughs> how many times have you been on? Three? He's like, no, four. No, I'm not counting that first time. That's not allowed to be counted. We did that in our uh, throwback of it. Yeah, I mean, we it was we, we, it was we, terrible. We we panned it. No, no, no. I, listen, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And this he was, but came it, back with a passion. Well, I was going to say is this was the one I wanted. When I went, when I picked the throwback, this was the episode I was looking for. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's. I found him on this episode to be better than he's ever been before. I don't know what it was. I found him more relatable. I found him just more like a human being than the last couple of times he's come on, where I found him very like computer and robotic. It might be the eyeball game. Go. Well, that's the very last story, but I think it was. Um, the trapped in New York, the hopelessness, the fucking, you know, everyone sees their mortality in the last year and what's happened and, and life for living. And But the weird thing is, is I always looked at Hamilton Morris as like a, I don't want to say socially awkward because he wasn't that, but like maybe like a low energy, a quieter guy. No, just like in, even in his life. And it's, I would have thought that this would have like been a hindrance on him as opposed to the opposite like you said i agree with you that it seems like maybe being cooped up in new york has like invigorated him where now he's at, he's there maybe that's maybe it was lack of contact like maybe he was at vice headquarters every day and was like this place is a nightmare and the whole uh conversation joe's just geeing him up he might have come in on his swan song yeah, maybe but he has a podcast so but he was like stopping doing his show i'm just gonna go to a lab like but i mean that's also that speaks to the downfall of vice well, fuck Vice. No, but I'm saying, but like, think about all the people that have left Vice in the last five years. And Hamilton Morris, like, for him to leave, you know, he that that seems pretty substantial. But to he me. should. He's better than Vice. He's way better, of course. I just just like, almost like a Tim Pool. Maybe Vice was what was just fucking bringing him down, man. That could have been it too. Yeah, I mean, I listen. He's incredibly smart. 
Like when Joe was like, this guy doesn't have any notes in front of him. Like, I mean, he's ringing off fucking the compounds of shit. I love when Joe asks him, oh yeah, can you explain how that works? And then he explains and you're like, why did you even bother asking him that? You don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, even after his explanation. Yeah, I'm no, I'm actually further in the mud, in the weeds than I was before. Dictionary trying to figure out what it just meant. No fucking idea. There's like 10, you could have 10 Google tabs open. He completely dismisses the notion of like a dumb druggie. Yeah. You know, someone who, oh, you're a druggie, you don't know what you're doing. Like, he. But there are plenty of dumb druggies. I mean, that's. But so... I think they would, I think they were dumb to begin with, is the point. They're not like, I think the, it's not like drugs make you dumb. I think drugs can make you, I think it's just so subjective, right? Like, it has to do with who you are. Mm-hmm. And. If you abuse the drug or if you use the drug or whatever, it's just everybody is so different. But like he said, drugs, the molecules in drugs don't carry experience, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's just how everyone, how one person has one drink and they're wasted. One person has eight beers all the way down the whole rainbow of whatever substance we put in our body. So I think stupid people do stupid stuff. Well, I thought it was an interesting point he made. I know it was way at the end, but when he was saying like you, we demonize people who are addicted to heroin, but you don't demonize somebody who's addicted to Facebook or Instagram or sex or whatever. Or sugar or or sugar or cigarettes or whatever, but they're all working off the same dopamine rush. It's just a different intake. It's a different um, carrier to get that feeling. Well, it's... it's I mean, well, I was just going to say quickly, the problem though is like, if you're hooked on Facebook or sugar, there's a good chance you're not going to break into my house to feed those addictions. I think that's the one. Now, I'm not saying that every heroin addict is going to break into your house. Like, as we know from Dr. Carl Hart, that's just not. I think it's such a small percentage, Maddie. You know what I mean? I'm just saying is there's no, there's never been someone addicted to Facebook that's broken into someone's house to like. But there's definitely been somebody who's addicted to gambling who has broken into somebody's house. Sure. And you de- we yeah. definitely don't look at um, uh, gamblers the same way we look at heroin addicts. Well, yes and no, though. Like, I mean, you know, the term degenerate gambler is thrown around. You hear people say that all the time. And I, I, I like casinos get voted out all the time, especially, in, you know, where we are. Like, they're they're not. I get what you're saying, Simon. I would say gambling is in the middle. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's definitely well. Uh, gambling though is, uh, and it generates so much fucking tax is revenue. Is run by that, the government. Though. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, here it is. Well, sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Where we you are. get a piece anywhere it is. I'm sure. No, in the states, on the the native reserves, the government gets none of it. The First Nations reserves, yeah, yeah. but uh, a normal casino. Yeah, normal casino. Yeah, base, yeah, they all pay they taxes. All pay yeah, tax. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all destroy lives. Or make them. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, Some there's gamblers that win. Yeah, someone has to win. Off the bat, Joe just trashes the studio. Eh? He's like, yeah, it's my, my, my. Like, it's the, why the light's there. Uh, it's so weird. He's building one right next door, he said. Like, oh, this, this studio remains for some purpose. But yeah, there's... I'm uh, telling you, he's going to start some sort of... He's going to... Think about it. It's like a, if he's going to have this... Um, if he's going to have this comedy club, why not have a studio that anyone can use while they're in town as well? So and then you have your own Joe Rogan I, studio. Because he has security. He doesn't want that. There has to be some separation. I don't know. I'm telling you. About that, that, I'm, he's so I rich now. Either. He could just have that. Like if he's, if he's paying that security guard to be there all the time, what does it matter? Yeah. Joe is so rich now. Like it's next level. It's so next level. And you guys don't even give him the, 
uh, true dollar that he got from no, like the hundred million dollars for that is enough. Stop. Plus the UFC money. It's it's Simon grave. A. The other thing too, that like I, now that I've just even scratched the surface of investing, I'm just thinking about like Joe never talks about it, but he's got to be deeply invested in a ton of shit. That's Every, worth a lot. Everything. He owns some Bitcoin. For sure. I was going to say 100%, but he only, I, I would assume that because of his connection with like Jamie and Brian and people in the know that he's probably deeply invested in some stuff, even even Tesla and Elon. Like, Dude, you forget about all the businesses he's invested in too. Like, no, I'm not. That's on it. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. That. And I'm like, sure he's lost his money along the way. I mean, his income streams are probably fucking staggering. We, we've we've got to get off Joe's dick back to this podcast. No, that, I, that was I'm not on I mean, I'm not on his this dick. Is this is anti, facts. Anti-Joe thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Fact. I'll just say how great he is. Um, no, yeah. I'm saying like he's in a total different stratosphere of human beings now. I yes. don't want to. I don't talk to COVID at all. But I liked how he framed what's going on. You know how we, how can the um, Target be open, but the store of the little mom pop can't be open? The security theater, like how things aren't making sense as we proceed and stuff. I thought that was a great way to just frame it. But I mean, it is theater. I, I brought it up when we were talking about like the UFC and the NFL, how it it's theater in the sense that like everyone in there is triple tested, like the redundancies are insane, yet they still make them wear masks and they still make them sit six feet apart. Why? And I was saying to Simon, like, because if they don't do it, then the average Joe just looks at it as, I mean, it is theater, but I don't necessarily think it's theater without a purpose, if that makes any sense. I just, no one can, I'll just, no one can say what they did by the measures they took and we'll see what we'll, we'll you know what i mean no i don't so had we not done this 20 million people would have died yeah i mean that's the problem with these things is we can never that we, that's the only problem yeah and i don't want to get into it because th there's too much interesting stuff could you guys imagine like the feeling you get from mushrooms like the, you do mushrooms and at one point you feel euphoric and amazing right yeah but then maybe you do too much and like you sort of got to run away from the people you're with. If the money was put into them, just extract everything and break it down just to get that good stuff. Could you imagine anything better? Like no visuals, just feeling great. Is that the best feeling? That's the best drug feeling you can imagine is the good part of mushrooms? I think that the cleanest, I'm sure smoking crack or meth feels amazing, but it's pretty destructive. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what Simon's saying is, what Simon's saying is if they could just get the good stuff out of crack to make it not so destructive, but you could just feel the best parts of it, wouldn't that be a better? No, I'm just... I'm, is that... Well, maybe it, I'm wrong. Maybe that's well, not no, what you're no, saying. Well, no, no, exactly. But is that like on the scale of drugs you've ever done, that's your favorite moment? Is that good part of mushrooms? I, I think, I think, I think, well, because he mentioned that it turns out MDMA is actually natural. I always thought it was a synthetic thing and that was my one qualm with yeah it. i thought it was too i always thought it was too yeah i don't remember him saying that either he said it was from a root a tree in uh, cambodia but he, isn't it synthesized after that well maybe like, mdma is a synthetic version of and you can also make them. it from yeah. black pepper like it, 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 this my point from this guy is everything is natural it's actually more natural to do drugs than not to i i, I, mean, I wouldn't disagree with that you know what i mean i mean pick your poison but well, isn't anything that humans do natural or human because I'm saying it's what we do? I think sobriety is unnatural. I'm not saying everyone get wasted or whatever, but the problem is we're doing the wrong drugs. 
Like he got really passionate about opioids and stuff. And we all remember how that, he said it from 1914, but there was a point where we, we got run over by opioids. Do you remember? We used to play poker. Well, yeah, I didn't, but I remember you, trying you, to sit there. You and, didn't do them. Yeah. Oh, was, watching. Yeah. I was like an opioid addict, but it was just a weird moment in time when all of a sudden they were everywhere. Oh yeah, it was insane. Almost like this uh, crypto thing. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mar, I remember people coming up to me and being like, I have a bunch of oxys. Do you want to sell them? Like it was like, like out of nowhere, just actively people coming up and offering oxy to sell. And I was like, what? No, don't you think that's how drugs work though? Like you have to know somebody to get the drug in the first place. You know what I'm saying? No, I think I'm just observing. It He's saying it like just seemed like a, a wave. moment in time. Like it came all out of, of a nowhere. Sudden it was just everywhere. Well, we were probably getting like the tail end of that horrible shit that was going on in the States. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. I mean, we could speculate. It just, it, you guys remember, and, and, and it's lessened, I think, or I don't know what happened. It just seemed like the supply disappeared, more to be honest. awareness. Well, I guess government's clamped down on it. Well, nobody wanted to do it anymore because they started putting on a different like coating on the drug so you couldn't snort crush it. it up and snort it. And you found out that if you drink with it, you can have a heart attack and die. Like it, it came on so fast and there, there wasn't information about it. It was just like, well, this feels amazing. That, Sounds good. For the record, that poker game during that period was the slowest poker game on the face of the earth. When like five out of the seven people we're at the table off. were just so high on oxy. Like, like, dude, it's on you. It's on you. But it, it raises a good point. Like, okay, so... Who's the guy who wrote that book? Uh, Carl, Dr. Carl, whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Like, he does coke a couple of times a month. Carl Hart, heroin. Heroin, whatever. Whatever he's doing, you know what I mean? If you're if you're responsible with the way you do the drug, is it a problem? Well, well and this is what uh, Hamill was saying, is the stigma. It's almost like a weird parallel of, like, cancel culture. Drugs are canceled. You know what I mean? Well, the illegal ones are. But the opioids, the alcohol, don't have the same stigma. But they just, their drug's bad. And, and, and we don't go any further in the discussion. And that's all I was trying to get out of the mushrooms. Or trying, you would take that. If you could take it, just feel that goodness of mushrooms with no hallucinations, hallucinations or, you know, when you get all jittery or whatever. Well, yeah, I, it'd be great. That's like, why you avoid doing mushrooms. I guess it depends on what you're doing the mushrooms for, right? Like, what? No, what I'm saying is if someone put a billion dollars in Portland, wherever you're allowed to do it, you could do whatever you wanted. Like, if we can make opioids that are so specific and all these drugs, that's attainable. It must be. As this guy was saying, you can make a less psychedelic mushrooms or, or whatever, but it's not, it's not, if the powers that just, or resources that just made this vaccine come around, all drugs could be perfect and like probably not addictive or whatever, you know what I mean? If we thought that's the way we wanna go. But for some reason, it's a huge thing to make everything illegal and stigmatize it and that's it. That's the safest thing to do, make it legal. Well, Versus, you're you're gonna get that mushroom thing for sure, Kamar. Like they're already- That will be the next- Opening up these clinics, so. Oregon um, legalizing it. I think you're going to see in Canada that we're going to have like, we'll be one of the first countries to do that. And it, that, that'll be a, a 
great industry to get on and it may be revolutionary and like he was saying they're doing tests with fighters because it fixes uh CTE. Maps. like like well it goes back to my whole ancient civilizations thing you know not my thing but like that whole uh line of thinking where back then they were incorporating all of this into normal society kind of like the babies and the ibogaine and like it, that that was just normal, and that's how maybe they were fucking whatever. My concern doing things we can't do today. My concern though is so it's Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock, right? Well, Randall Carlson is a geologist, but he he's the facts, like he's the science. To Graham Hancock is the dreamer. Yeah, there are lots of people who follow that course of thinking, though. But 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 the point being is. He's shouting on a hill. There's ancient civilizations they don't even tell you about. The story t- is wrong. As I feel like Hamilton Morris is the same person. Like, yeah, this guy is a legend. And one of maybe one of the most important voices of our time. With his knowledge and experience, we, we'd feel safe to do anything with him, right? Drug-wise? Yeah, actually, and I'll tell you why. I'll double down. He went to Colombia to try scopolamine. And after interviewing everyone and getting his hands on it, he decided, they decided, I think it was him, but they decided they were like, we're not doing this. It's way too dangerous. And they just ended up disposing it down the toilet. But scopolamine is like a, just the fucking, they call it the devil's breath. But yeah, I would feel safe. Cause if he, if he was smart enough to be like, I'm not doing this one, fuck that. Then yeah, I'd do anything with him. And also he's going to tell you exactly what's happening as you have your experience, close to your understanding. I don't know if that helps. Who do you who would you feel better doing the drug with him or with Dr. Carl Hart? Because they kind of have like a different approach. Carl Hart yeah. seems like more into it for the fun of it, and that that's what I got from it, anyways. And this guy seems more like yeah, he's into the fun, but maybe not as much fun. Well, if Carl Hart asked me to do cocaine, I'd always try to fuck me, so <laughs> that might be a little uncomfortable. I I just he appreciates the whole. Not just getting high, but what's happening, the changes, the everything. I feel like Kamara could do would do drugs with both those guys and then would just despise it. Like they'd both be talking to him so much, explaining it, you'd be like, oh, I just want to enjoy this fucking high. Fuck off. It depends on the drugs. Um <laughs> uh, no, what I was trying to say is the way Joe talked about the lockdown, you know what I mean? Like you could have gone um the turmeric, uh zinc, vitamin D, lose weight. That approach or lockdown is the same thing as making drugs illegal and not exploring where they are. And it's just, it, that's what we do because we're risk adverse, I think. When they started talking about tobaccos, I almost relapsed. When they broke the cigars, and Joe, did you find that difficult? I found it really difficult because I would love to be in a place in my life where I was like able to indulge just recreationally in smoking. Well, that's right. He, he made it sound like that's possible. Uh, and maybe, some, <laughs> dude, maybe it's someday it is the same way I drink. Like I, I have a drink every once in a while and it's no big deal if I don't have one. And, but like, yeah, I'm with you, Kamar. When he started talking about that, I wanted to smoke a lot. I was like wrapping the table. Like, no, it's not. It's the devil's fucking weed, Joe. And none of us like cigars, eh? No. Is that a weird thing? No, because no, cigars are disgusting. They're fucking terrible. And I'm a smoker. 
used to be a smoker. But isn't it weird that all rich people smoke cigars? Like, is that maybe that's what we're missing? The weirdest thing is you don't inhale. It just seems like you're throwing money away. Like, if I'm going to smoke something, I'm going to smoke weed. I'd rather smoke one of those Captain Blacks where you actually can inhale the. Even then, though, I'd rather just smoke smoke a big joint. There's nothing better than a big, nice personal joint. Be high. What about that? What? What? What if you're like working or something and you want to have like? First of all, that's the best time to be high. I know for you, it's not a possibility. No. But. Well, you know what? That's with the vein of CBD. No, because that's, no. I, like, high is just a better, you're just more calm, more relaxed. I mean, I, I guess it depends there on the work. There could be situations but, where, yeah, you're working, like, outside cutting wood or something that's dangerous, and you maybe don't want to be high, Matt. Like, there there are. Well, there's spots. levels of high, too, though. Like, you might not want to be fucking blitzed out there doing it, but, like, a few puffs of a joint, you know, I. I you don't want to be cooking bacon and taking care of a baby high. But if you're, I, I feel like someone like you, like it's like Jamie doesn't feel edibles. Your high is normal. Yeah. It's not, you're not actually impaired. No. You. Yeah. If, if I don't smoke weed anymore, I just, I, I, I got, I get too high. Like, and so that's my problem. I do like the edibles because it's way slower and a different experience. I was retired the other day. Yeah. But I don't think for me, if I did. Uh, but you also, you do the legal edibles. Like you do the low dose ones, right? No, like 10 million. Uh, no comment. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but if I smoke a joint right now, I'm losing my keys. I'm going to go somewhere, forget something like it's, it can be. Um, oh, no, I'm not saying, listen, I'm, I'm talking about for me. When I, when I talk about this, it's for me personally. Like Simon and I a year ago had the discussion about driving high and how, you know, we think there should be like a test you could take. The high drive. Yeah, the high, <laughs> exactly. And. And I, I still stand by that. Like I, I, I acknowledge that there are people that absolutely should be nowhere near heavy equipment, machinery, or a vehicle when they're high, for sure. I also recognize that it's not like alcohol where like definitively you'll get to a point where you can't. There are just people that can smoke fucking copious amounts of weed. And it's, it's a weird how the enforcement laws, you know what I mean? Well, that's, I think that's a shame. Um, I, you know, it's even like the way we've legalized weed, like the packaging of the weed is so fucking wasteful and ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. The it's, tubs. It's obscene. The amount of packaging. They'll, they'll figure that shit out. I, I hope they will. These yeah. Are all growing no, I know. I know. And you'll be able to walk on the ocean. <laughs> Simon, you got to realize like everyone's going to have their complaints. I have mine and I realize that it's growing pains. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you, like I have the exact same yeah, yeah. complaints and I can already see it's getting better. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... Listen, we're, we're in like year three of legalization and the way they did the legalization here like the whole thing was just so stunted and weird and like listen so many growing pains because of the lack of foresight of we got what we want we can't be angry about it you know what i mean it's exactly that's how i feel about it i'm just saying they're you know at the moment there's some things they got wrong they hopefully will turn them around we just fuck everything up listen there's there there's plenty of things wrong yeah and like the lists are fucking endless did you guys um, have, you guys have jewels, right? Those are jewels. Mm-hmm. I fucking love me my jewel. When they were talking about jewels, you're like, oh, can't live without it. Yeah. A guy said to me the other day, cause I went to try and get, I figured like, okay, I'm done with the jewel now. Let's move on to something that makes a little more sense where maybe I can refill it myself and not have to be buying these things. And, blah, blah, blah. and the guy was like, okay, take this one. This is a Demorier flavor, whatever. And just as I was leaving, he like told me this anecdote about himself, how when he switched over, he found himself like wanting the jewel so bad that he had to use them both at the same time. Okay. And that he couldn't believe how like he had this, not 
a dependence necessarily, but like he just liked it so much better than the alternative. I think it's also an oral fixation. Well, no, the other one is the same oral fixation. Yeah, I know, but this one's small. It's accessible. You can fucking throw it in your pocket. It's not cumbersome. It well, that's what I wonder. Well, the weird thing is, I don't understand why the technology hasn't just been a perfect size cigarette shape as the batteries of the technology. It, it, it's attainable. And then you go, and there's guys with these rigs. Oh, I know. Like, have you seen called the Matterhorn? Like, oh, I know. Those guys are ridiculous. What are we doing here? Anyways, what I was going to get to was that I felt the exact same way. Like I have both and I never use that other one. The jewel tastes better. It's more convenient. You feel like you're smoking way more. And it satisfies. I just, I mean, I know that smoking is terrible and I, I assume vaping is not great, but I know it's better than smoking in my, in my head. I'm like, yeah, I think it probably has its own litany of problems, of course. but I could feel the smoking weighing you down and like causing me problems and i don't feel those same things with the jewel yet so we'll see what take this with a grain of salt because this could easily just be the fucking vape corporations pushing this out but i saw a youtube video the other day where this guy he sets up uh, like a glass dome filled with um cotton balls and then it's got a tube coming out of it. And he basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, this is gross. Yeah, he basically smokes like, uh, you know, a week's worth of packs into this dome, Simon. Black. And then he does the same thing with with a vape. So he has both domes. Yeah. And then after a week, he opens them up. And the cigarette one is so many levels of foul. Like the tube that the smoke goes through, he cuts it open. And he's wearing gloves. And like, dude, the amount of tar and shit that he fingers out of there is f- so foul. And the vape one, now again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not sitting here saying like this, like I said, this could be the vape corporations putting this out, but the vape one, there's like some some water vapor in there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like anything has been smoked through it. So from that alone, I was like, okay, hopefully I've made at least slightly a better decision. Yeah, But, no, but I should get rid of this too. That's the way I feel too. No, I, I, I like, uh, again, I hope I can learn to use it in enough moderation that uh, it doesn't, you know, it's like a non, non-starter. Well, the, yeah, that's what he's saying about uh, addiction versus de- dependence. Yeah, but l- let me just, before we move on, though, I want to give one quick anecdote because I think this is worth mentioning. My mom's best friend died last year um, of cancer. He had cancer fucking everywhere. He had quit smoking for two years. Um, and we were at the hunt club for something, and I went out to smoke a joint with Mary, and he came with us. And he didn't light a cigarette. And I remember saying, I was like, I was like, Gord, you're still not smoking. He was like, yeah. I mean, and this was like a week before he died. Um, He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm still not smoking. And then I was like, isn't it ironic? He's like, it's so ironic that I, that I'm dying of cancer. And I was like, yeah, like it wasn't the smoking. He's like, if I knew I was going to die of cancer, I never would have quit smoking. He's like, I'd be having a cigarette with you now. He's like, the only reason I'm not smoking a cigarette with you right now is because my significant other would fucking kill me. But it's just one of those things like you think like, Simon, if you knew you were going to die, terrible thought, in five years, would you just keep smoking cigarettes? Well, yeah, probably because I, I don't know. Maybe now I couldn't go back to smoking cigarettes. I'd have to smoke a cigarette and see if I hated it. Because it's just an interesting, It's a. I find it an interesting thought process. Like if you knew you only had five years left, would you just say fuck it anyway? No, I probably would. Like, Listen, I quit smoking because I figure I'm at an age where I can see... Yeah, yeah, the, the light. effect yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. have on me. Um, 
But yeah, no, I don't like your line of questioning. Well, no, I just, it's like that old, it's like that old uh, Dennis Leary bit about Jim Fisk, the guy who, uh, who ran like, you know, a 10 kilometers a day, whatever. He was like the super running guy and he ends up dying of a heart attack running at the age of 45 and gets found by a trucker who smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day. It's just one of those interesting. It's going like, to get you one way or other. Well, that's it is. But do you think if you didn't have your wheeze, you might smoke? You know what I mean? I stopped smoking because it didn't serve me. And I just, I hated it. But it, like, it was just, it was like who I am. And then once I got, I think the only reason I pulled it off is because it's February and minus 20 outside and I can't smoke anywhere inside. So mm -hmm. it was just, I was sick of going outside and smoking. And then once you put string a couple of days together, then you're not doing it. Yeah. So I, I'm lucky. I might relapse, but. I mean, keep in mind, like when I moved to Vancouver, I quit smoking and then I came back to Ottawa and like a week of hanging out with Simon. I knew he was going to fucking blame this blame on me. No, I'm not blaming it on you. It was, Fuck you, it was I'm not blaming it on you. It was that Simon would just be smoking was, and it looked, looks it just like, and, and, and the thing is, is in your mind, you're like, well, I quit this. I'm four years without. So if I just have a smoke, like no problem. And then you have a smoke and you're like, ah, that was, you know, whatever, no big deal. And then a week later, you're just like, one. yo, give me one more. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're just like. Yeah, you're just having smokes, you know what I mean? And the next thing you know, you might be buying a pack and then it's a fucking problem again. So it's a weird... Anyway, back uh, to yeah, Hamilton yeah. Morris. We try to get y'all back. That's what smokers <laughs> do, man. Well, yeah, it's weird because I smoked and some of the guys on the site were like, oh, oh, sorry, like smoke around you. Like, I was just the other guy. Like, I don't want to be... I do not want to be a preacher or whatever. Like, smoke away. And it's up to me being responsibility. Which brings me to the next thing when they were talking about. Why do we just make all these drugs illegal? Because we have an infantile society. And I think the best example of that is how stuff is a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, the like, trickery we, of we your need brain. To fool ourselves, like. But the, but let me ask you this: We're all I consider all of us at least not totally brain dead. Does that work on you? Because it absolutely does not work on so, me. Sometimes it does. It depends on how much of a rush I'm in when I'm looking for something. Are you saying is it a theory that it's a psychological? No, I know uh, it's no. I know that they. I know that it's proven. I'm just saying for me. When I see two ninety nine, it's three dollars. It's three dollars. I've never in my life no, thought anything up. Plus, the point is, Matt, it's not that that's fooling you. It's like, okay, if there are two things, one of them is three bucks, I and get one it. of them is two ninety nine. Your brain just pushes you towards that two ninety nine one, whether you know what's happening or not. And I'd like to see the fucking numbers on how often Matt picks something that's two ninety nine instead of three dollars. Well, first of all, nothing is three dollars. So that's all, that's the <laughs> other point. You know what I mean? Is like uh, I don't know that when I, I when they're talking about this, I realized when I lived in Australia, one of the cool things there was no tax. But that's what I was about to say as well. Stuff I'm glad is what you, it was. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say also in Canada, it's ridiculous because if something's two ninety nine, you're like, well, it's going to be four dollars <laughs> and fifteen cents anyway. So what does it fucking matter? Just throw the dice. Well, if you're gonna, it really should be. The prices should be things that make the tax happen so everything's even numbers. You know what I'm saying? Round up, round down, yeah. and then we, we, we get away. 45s. But it's just, we, we are infantiles. Because they're also referencing how we watch the commercial. goes, hey, it causes anal bleeding. Like, anal bleeding? That. went right to that. <laughs> we, are, we are infantile. But you know what I mean? Like, we accept that. Yeah. Well, for listeners, too, we don't have the penny here. We got rid of the penny. Yeah, we did. And I, I just saw a video on YouTube on how you can extract nickel from it and sell that. So, too bad. I also watched a video, Kamara, on how much money the U.S. has lost in pennies over the years. And it's fucking staggering. Because it costs more to make a penny than a penny. No, just worth? pennies thrown away. Just because like, people don't give a shit about pennies, right? All the pennies. That are just like lost a, to the ether. All the pennies are a billion dollars. How, but 
How often do you guys like are cleaning? Yeah. And there'll be change on the ground when you're sweeping and you just sweep. Oh, I sweep up the pennies for sure later. (laughs) Not worth me bending over. No, no. Well, pennies have been around a while, but I'd like to say I throw dimes and nickels, but no. Oh, I don't know. But but pennies I used to definitely throw out. You've never thrown out a dime? No, I have. I've thrown a quarter out for sure. For sure you have. In laziness? In a real like purge clean? Just, ah. You forget who I live with. My house is always super clean, so like it's not. There's a you know. I've also seen places out. you've lived, Matt. Okay, big dumb grave. That's a little bit different. And you definitely threw out coins. No, no, that guy was picking up every cent <laughs> on the fucking floor. <laughs> Are you kidding? Get the fuck out of here. So yeah, Sorry, Mark, we're, not, to- we're not going to get into drugs because we can't handle the truth. Uh-huh. We're we're so we do these little things to fool ourselves all the time and. Just accept it. No, but I think for a long time, Kamar had to do with locking people up. Because we don't know any better. Like, that's the go-to. Lock lock them up. No, I just meant, like, the U.S. has a huge fucking incarceration system that's a big moneymaker. And the easiest way is to lock people up for drugs. Think about it. Alcohol probably causes more crime than anything. (laughs) But we lock people up here, too. Like, Of course. It it seems like it's, again, the ignorant go-to. Rather than, like... I just always talking about all these drugs have been around. Like the opioids have been around. And we know smoking is bad for you, but we act like, oh, it's not bad for you. If it's a study. Another Matrix moment when they talked about PCP. That was another entrapment that ended up because the guy clawed out his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And the Baltimore police force. That was a crazy story. It's a crazy story. How is that a Matrix moment? Yeah, I can't. How I keep talking about all half, 50% of the law is entrapment. Not people committing crimes. Okay, I think we're stretching these matrix. I thought you were talking now. about that because of this. <laughs> it's a common th- theme we're seeing. Silk Road was drugs. This was drugs. Yeah. That it comes off one way, but it's actually the the crime is literally be committed by law enforcement, and that's what entrapment is. The way he <laughs> the way he described it, PCP is a. Uh, a useful drug that you can like basically go on a vacation in the afternoon if administered by a professional in the right setting. But because of dirty cops, it's a bad thing. Well, you also, they really don't want poor people going on vacations in the afternoon because you want to keep them miserable and working so that they can actually go on a vacation. You just hit the head of the nail. The biggest concern is not happiness. No, no. Yeah, you can't have your populace too happy. That, no, that's no work gets done if you're too happy. I mean, it's actually the opposite, and they've yeah, proven that. But, <laughs> but yeah, you can't he- see my no. Face but well, I know. But curtain. that's the thing, Kamar is like, if I have to work hard to save up for a real vacation, then I'm gonna work. But if I can just go on little PCP vacations at lunch all the time, I mean, I agree. Listen, I'm in I, full. We don't, Kamar, know. We don't. I, I'm in, I, I know I'm not trying to uh, sway you. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. I think if you want to do any drug, you should be able to fucking do it. That's it. Well, I don't give a fuck. A PCP trip midday that like that's stretching it a little bit. There's but hold on, why? to say that you can't work a whole day and then just go home? And, no, but what if you have the day off? Vacation. You take, yeah, well, fine. It's like okay, a dentist, yeah. it's like I'm a not dentist, saying it's your like, lunch. It's like a dentist appointment or whatever. You take half the day off. You do that, and then you you relax or chill out. Or, or, or whatever it is versus the horrible drugs that... Well, I mean, that is happening here just with weed, right? Like recreational cannabis. It says it all in the name. Like they're giving you... It's, it's now legal for you to relax with. 
Here's a weird here's a weird conundrum though, Simon. It's you like, don't have to say sorry, Maddie, just one yeah. thing. You don't have just like he said, you don't have to say it's for medicine or to make your back feel better or any of that shit, you know? Like you can say, I'm doing this for fun. Yeah. Well, you should be able to. Exactly. But the fucking stigma is the worst. But that's how it should be with all the drugs. Like if you want to do them for fun, that should be up to you. And you can only do that in a non-infantile society where people don't judge and stuff. Um, sorry, Matt, go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm so sorry. I don't remember. It's okay. No. No, was... I really don't remember, Simon. It's not, I'm not angry. I'm not, I can't see whether you're angry at me or not. No, I'm no, really... no, 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 I, I, Are you I angry right now? Bad. No, I'm not angry. <laughs> no, Simon, I'm, I, don't, I genuinely don't remember. I forgot to write it down. I'm sure it'll come back to me or it'll be lost. In the I ether. liked when he said, uh, I, I don't know if it was Plato or um, Socrates, but uh, so no, no man knowingly does wrong. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Like the person, you, we've, but had, we've had this discussion many times. Yeah. You think it's right. You never are like thinking you're doing something wrong. I mean, I just, I, I, I agree with that in theory, but I just, I, you know, I, I think we know that so, some people do stuff knowing it's wrong. Well, it's philosophical. It's not, it's, I get it. it. I understand on, on the philosophical level. Rule. I get it. On the philosophical <laughs> level, this fucking guy today is so fucking, <laughs> you're lucky you're in a fucking bubble. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Kamar. So what did Socrates say again, Kamar? No man, no man yeah. knowingly does wrong. Yeah, that's such bullshit. Like, <laughs> He's worse than hard I facts, Hard facts. No, come on. Like that is just, of course they do. But that's why, that's do. why I said, Simon, on a philosophical level, it makes sense in that, you know, most people's convictions, they believe. If you have to kill your family, if you, you know, if you have to kill someone to save your family. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I don't know where this is the going. Cart is pulling the, the <laughs> horse is pulling the cart. Come on. Um, if you have to kill someone to save your family, killing is wrong, but right? Sorry, ask the question again. You have yep. to kill someone to save your family. Yeah. Killing is wrong. No, I don't think so. Not to save your family. You, know, you, you, you do. What he's saying, what he's saying, what he's saying is this, Simon. Separately, you believe that killing is wrong. I understand okay, what he's yes. saying. Yes, usually murder is wrong, but if you have to commit murder to save your family, well, we have a different conversation there. And, and here we are. <laughs> Sisa, uh, Everyone uh, gets a gun. <laughs> and then there was but, a. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm blowing up my spot here. My another Matrix moment. Oh my, get the fuck that, out of here. There's that no won't way. be a Matrix moment because Kamar doesn't understand what Matrix <laughs> I moments I don't think he are. does either. Not when, everything you think. When Hamilton was like, saying you're going to get rid of racism is ridiculous. It's like curing badness. But this is something tangible that we could do is legalize drugs. Yeah. He said getting said. rid of white supremacists. He didn't say racism. He said white supremacists. He was talking about a group of people. Right away, I thought of you. I was like, Kamar's going to twist. Kamar's going to twist this. 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 this. fucking curtain in front of me. What you see is what you get. I don't stray from the path. Um... <laughs> How weird is it, the uh, 5-MeO-DMT they talk about? It doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. No. It sounds like it's <laughs> like simulation dying. Yeah, it sounds Like awful. you definitely don't want to do that one thinking you're doing the other one. No. Because that doesn't sound good. I great. don't even think you want to do it thinking you're doing anything. Wasn't it weird how they're like, yeah, I, I didn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> you realize. I'm it was like when Ari um, told his story about whatever drug that was he Salvia. did. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, 
it's like passing out. You do these things when you're younger. Everything has its purpose or reason. But it, then that sort of leaded into the billionaire flying toads. Yeah, fucking dude, ridiculous. That was so funny. That was it just so shows there's a market for everything. Like, do you, you guys, I remember when I started wa- listening to Joe, all I ever wanted to do was do, go to Peru, do ayahuasca. <laughs> I knew this was coming. And float a tank. Have you floated a tank yet? I haven't yet? floated yet. Well, no. They're all over Ottawa. I know, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm all talk. I, I'm going to get you one for, when's your next birthday? I have it in my phone. My birthday is August. 1935, the anniversary of my birthday. Third. Oh, um, August 3rd, thank you. I floated at Le Nordique. No, that's not the same. I, of course, I, I yeah, was yeah. about to say, but it's the group thing and no. you bump into something. No, 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 that's not you it. You gotta be isolation yes. chamber. Yeah. But now I've done DMT, so I'm halfway there. And even like the 5MTO is not something like, can't we do that next week? Like, it's it's wild. But isn't DMT supposed to be that too, where you're not, you don't come out of it going, can't wait to do that next week, right? You don't, that, 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 that's what I'm yeah. saying, halfway there. Do you guys want to do it? No, Mary keeps, Mary keeps trying to get me to do it. She's D- done it? DMT? No. I know you want to do it yeah. by a massive control situation. Yeah. But, but mostly though, I want, like, I don't want to do drugs that I have this giant fucking mind altering epiphany. I'd rather do drugs that just make me feel really good, frankly. If you're like offering me... See, Simon's bringing up a good point. If I have to go to a clinic to do it, it's not that enjoyable. I want to like, I just want to sit on my couch and like smoke. You know what? I I don't know. Like what you're talking about, like going to like the dentist, like that sort of thing to me. And I know you use the dentist, so that's a terrible example, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. Nitrous is a perfect example. Uh, Sorry. Go finish your thought, Matt. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Nitrous. No, no, no. Finish. I, I've already forgotten, so please. No, you were saying that. No, I'm just saying going is going like, to the dentist. So the idea of going somewhere, and even if it's, I get it, like even if they made it a comfortable environment, it just isn't the same to me as like, you know, just your house is where you should be doing drugs, first of all. Now, that's how I feel. Nitrous. Perfect okay. example. There you go. Because that's a drug that like you feel so fucking good when you take, you know? Yeah. But it's obviously not great to do all the time, you know? But, but like he said, the xenon gas is he's even crazier. Yeah, that sounded fucked. And, so, you, and you do breathe a microparticle of xenon. It's it, You know what I mean? So figure out a way to give me the xenon gas so everything is great. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather do a drug that just made me feel like fucking amazing than made me like deconstruct Simon to the bones and then rebuild me back again, you know? But but you know when um you know when you you get drunk and you think you have a good time and someone is sober look at you like you look like shit like or whatever. I watched his do the xenon and he's so giddy. Like so giddy about it because it's, <laughs> it's super rare and hard to, to to get at. But he didn't look like he didn't look like he was out of a good time. Yeah. But he, I mean again that's not all yeah I mean? it's of course. And so this is why the 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 PCP dentist that is that one thing. Now you found trading, so you're you're up in the clouds. But just for other people, I am excited about the brave new world, and I think this is going to be the change that would eradicate racism. Maybe you know everyone have an open mind. Cancel cancel culture. Who knows? Um, then they talked about Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. We got to the bottom of that, mm-hmm. and it's like we both agree he could be annoying and stuff, but it's like. I just don't understand the mass hate. What the notion that what he's saying is hate speech? Well, it's just a perfect example, Matt, of how the media can run amok, and yeah. and you can see it here because you knew 
what Jordan Peterson was really about or like, and it wasn't the way they were portraying him. So just take that example and alter it to somebody who you don't respect or care about. You know what I'm here's, saying? Here's the weird thing for me about Jordan Peterson is, so you want to get rid of like white supremacists or racists or whatever, right? Like, let's just say that that's the world we live you in. You do. Okay, fine. We're just saying, let's say, let's all agree that that's the world we live in. Jordan Peterson writes a book where he's trying to help these young white supremacists, young fucking whatever, trying to help them be better people and people shit down his throat because they're like, why are you trying to help these people? It seems like a an odd paradox. Is well, that who he was writing the book for? Like, is no, that that's a thing? No, that's just no, how you said it. it was Simon, that's who. That's how, why they went it. after him. They went after him because they were like, all these Pepe the Frog little fucks are reading your book. And his point was like, well, shouldn't I be trying? Like, who am I trying to help? I'm trying to help people. They're people too. And it's a weird, like I said, if you're trying to get rid of white supremacists, shouldn't you take the Daryl Davis route? And actually try to help them. It's hard to defend Jordan Peterson because he's such a prick. You know, I, what I yeah, mean? I agree like, totally. I, I can't yeah. come to his defense because I don't like him at all. But like, I could see how he was painted in this like weird. I disagree with you. I think he could have wrote that book, written the book, mm -hmm. appealed to whoever he appealed to. How do he just acknowledge there's fifty five genders? I want to say is it that. Oh, that was the big. I get it. That, that was the beginning of the hate for that sure. Got him. That that was his professional wrestling moment. Yeah. That. That was the notoriety that let him get the book it. out. Yeah. Well, that was where just a normal person could turn on him and, and have a reason to, when you say, well, why do you hate Jordan Peterson? They would be like, well, cause he won't acknowledge and, and why won't he, you know, that's what is it to him? Well, we, we see the slippery slope and we say it's not a slippery slope. It is. We see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how many kids, the point is in the same regard, like how many kids were actually ever asking him to do that? You know, probably not very many. No, his but point hold on, was the law. The, his point was the law. Yeah, his point was the law. But C at the end of the day, Simon, you're forgetting too, that he came up publicly and was like, if a, if a, if I had a trans student that was like, I'd like you to refer to me as him. He said, he's like, I will do that. I'm not an asshole. He said, I don't want it to be written into law that I'm forced and that I'll be thrown in jail if I don't. That's all he said. That was his point. He came out, like I said, he came out publicly and said, I'm not a dick. If a student of mine says, hey, I would prefer this, I'll do it. He also, though, said, I have a, a lecture room with 300 students in it. I don't have time to be worrying about it. Like, I don't know. I but, never but, went to but, university, but I, but I was told they don't give a shit about you. I just believe that that's the problem. That, 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 that was the hill he died on. And not, and then, People who were like, oh, now you, I can use, use you as a talking point if I want to argue trans or whatever. And that's why he became evil. And I, I'm sure it's characterized that he's some junkie or something. But imagine sticking to being an intelligent person, sticking to what you think is right, and just being despised. Yeah. And, and it basically killed him, which is a crime. Like, we want to respect people for their convictions, not demonize them. The most ironic thing is a very woke friend of ours was a little bit drunk at my house couple months ago and he was like i'm glad he's a fucking goddamn junkie and i hope he fucking dies from it and i was like oh that's super woke and progressive like i was like you're wishing death upon someone who you feel has a different like but, it's so backwards but to what we were talking about before depending on someone's like i agree simon like i don't need to defend him but i i'm not i don't demonize him at all like makes sense what he's saying if you don't like it don't listen but if someone talks about QAnon or whatever, then you see that person. There's a certain way people address him that I go, oh. Like, I, I know five other things you think that I probably disagree with. 
There's just a certain way. The despise for Jordan Peterson. I, I, I was talking to a friend about like how, what questions you'd ask because you don't want to hire a woke person if you're really trying to get shit done. Mm-hmm. If their job has nothing to do with being progressive or nothing, you just want someone part of the team. You don't want someone coming and go, oh, I don't know about this or that. Like, you know what I mean? What questions you ask to weed out people without looking discriminatory? I was in a clubhouse room the other day and this girl kept interrupting people. Anytime someone speak, she'd interrupt and go, guys, I can't remind you enough. Please let everyone know who's talking because there are people who are deaf or hard of hearing that are trying to read the transcripts of this and we have to be cognizant of them. It ruined the whole conversation. She was so, like she just kept interrupting. And I thought to myself, no one who's like hard of hearing or deaf is like having this much trouble figuring out what's going on. You're, if anything, you're just pointing out that they have, like it, it seems so backwards to me. Is um, that when you uh, were like, this thing is too woke? Well, yeah, because then they also broke out into a big like, uh, out of nowhere, like this one girl was like, I just want everyone to know that like we need to represent that there's black people in here and that we're strong and represented and that we're members of society. And I was like, this has nothing to do with the conversation at hand. It's not, and then everyone's like, here, here, cheer, cheer, yeah, yeah, what yeah. What forum were you in? An NFT forum. That's what I'm saying, Simon. Is first of all, Clubhouse is fucking wackadoo. But we are wackadoo. Well, yes. Um, no, there was there no. was civilization <laughs> has become wackadoo, and we're just okay with saying, well, this is the new norm. We're not along for the ride. We are the ride. Um, there was one. I think Brett Weinstein was talking about it. A guy, a moderator, was talking. And then someone was like, uh, you know, th- there's no representation of uh, people of yeah, color. Yeah, so or they whatever. got a black moderator in, and she immediately <laughs> she threw out. the white guy out. Oh my god! So yeah, he, 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 there, there's stuff to be had everywhere. My last point is the ibogaine. Ibogaine. Ibogaine ceremony mm-hmm. meant so much because of the stigma. People, they're on substances, whatever, generally would have to do it alone, you know, isolated. Okay. Like, people probably go to drugs and abuse themselves because they're isolated. It's so important, community. And we have to find a way to agree, like, do you know what I mean? Yes and no, because there's a lot of fucking, like, crack houses that are just filled with a community of crackheads, and it's not like they're... And they're too they're uplifting each other or making themselves better. No, but like, they're too ashamed to like come out and say, oh, I'm really fucked up. Like, I mean, maybe I think that's a different problem we're talking about though. I, I don't think that's again, you're looking at like the very small minority. If you took everybody and everybody became used crack, like not everybody would become these people on the streets robbing other people for money for crap. It was regulated, you mean, or, or whatever? Just all drugs, man. Like, people can take them to the extremes. And well, I think crack and heroin, though, are... Whatever. I think those are interesting ones, though. I mean, again, you guys had your oxy phase. You know how easily it can grab you, so it's... I think all drugs besides weed can grab you like that. You know what I mean? I like that. Good. And <laughs> weed, that was a good little no, asterisk. And... You know, for some people, weed can grab you like that. Like yep. it becomes more of a dependence than an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. no, wait, hold on. More of an addiction than a dependence. Either way, like things can just become, um, that's why I quit smoking weed for that year, just to show myself that I could do it, you know? Yeah. I'm like him. I don't like this idea of like needing things. 
Because then if there's an apocalypse and you can't get those things, like you're fucked, you know? Mm -hmm. It's power either way to do it or not to do it. Well, it's just I don't like other people having any sort of power over me. No, no, nor should you. Simon doesn't want to have to give Shep up for an ounce of weed in the apocalypse. He doesn't want to have to make that choice. You see what I'm driving <laughs> at, right? Yeah, I see what you're driving at. I can't really see what you're driving at. I hear what you're driving at. It, but it was just it was just painted with um, how he's saying that, you know, Peterson went to Russia to, to get over the withdrawal because he didn't want to be in the limelight or whatever. Yeah. Because we're such horrible people. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily true either, Kamar. Because, that was his theory. No, but in Russia, you can do things that you can't do here legally. Like, they won't take a Newt Gingrich or the other one, the one I always fuck the two of them up. But one of them had to get off Rush of opiates by being put in a coma. Rest in power. They wouldn't do that necessarily here, Maybe. So you'd have to go somewhere else to get that done. That's kind of what Jordan Peterson did, I thought. But Hamilton Morris thought it was he wanted to do I, it. I know. Line. Oh, you think he was wrong? I don't know if he's wrong or if it was just a little bit of A and a little bit of B, you know? It's more the the notion that it it, it shouldn't be a, a scarlet letter or, or a, a... I mean, he he's tough because he's demonized on so many levels. But he was saying this, I've been going ceremony, like people going withdrawal loud music people everywhere like just you don't feel isolated alone because that's the worst thing that could happen to well do you not think the ibogaine can help you like what if they could do it here and you could do it in like a treatment center and do you see what i'm saying maybe it doesn't have so much to do with community and as much to do with the actual ibogaine it's the person having to be afraid to come out, whatever that means. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, if you take away that stigma, then it's like we have a different being sick any other yeah. way, right? Let me ask you another question, especially you. Would you take $12 million, now minus the benzo addiction, would you take $12 million to go through what Jordan Peter, like to be <coughs> ostracized? Despised? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. And I'd be in Costa Rica. Well, there we go. You too, Matt? Um. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, only because crypto oh, you could buy. only because Simon. Um, it, you know, like I don't really necessarily give a shit what the masses think about me. Um. And it would just be nice to never fucking worry about and money ever again. Why did you pick again. twelve million? Because that's not really never worrying about money again, is it? No, I picked an amount of money where, like, you know, you'd have to properly invest. It's not like a a world like you can't go out and buy a yacht, but twelve million would take care of you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you invest wisely as an NFTs, who knows where you go? There to you go. Move. Exactly. But you know what I mean, Sai. It's like a it's a number where, and I believe that's probably something around what Jordan Peterson made from his book, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think Jordan Peterson's worth? 10 million. According to Google, according to Google, yeah. 5 million. 5 million. He probably made money off YouTube as well. Yeah, I think you're Not a lot, right. though. I think he's worth like... Check it for us. Oh, four, I, I, four, I thought Simon was checking half asking million. Oh, I can I'm, check. No, no, I'm still the Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we done with this one then? Yeah. Was your was that your, your, your Ibogaine point was the end of it? I had more notes, but they came out through okay, fair enough. the discussion. I didn't want to cut you off, that's all. Uh, like, like you said, this was the, uh, Hamilton Morris. We thought we we're going to get yeah. the, the drugs and it was his voice needs to be heard. This like serious people. If there are, there are no adults 
anymore. Like you are an adult. No, but <laughs> his voice cannot be. Oh no, that was Michael Jordan. I looked at it said one point six billion. He's on a lot of books. <laughs> and I took it personally. Um, you know what, Kamar? You just brought up a good point, though. That we bitch about this new quote unquote the new JRE, and we shit on it often. But if a, you th- it's cringe, man. But hold on, but think about it. Like he, you know, the early on days he did Hamilton Morris and it was awful. And now he has a little more structure, a little more this, that. That's, Maybe that's not why we're shitting on the new JRE. I get not, it. I'm just saying there's about that. there are things about the new JRE that are you know that are in some ways better than it how it used to oh, be. That's all I'm for saying. For sure, for sure. You're right, Matt. Maybe we should point those out more. We should. Yes, we should. We we yeah. do have a show where we've stolen his name and. Yeah. Are well, riding his thunder. Well, we're not. It's like... cultural appreciation, man. Okay, yes, my apologies. How much uh, is Jordan Peterson worth? Seven million. Whoa. I was close. Okay. No, but what I want to say is, if someone says, "Nay, Hamilton Morris, he's glorifying drugs," they are wrong. I say, "Fuck you." I say, Fuck "I've never you, heard sir. anyone say See, that though." Well, he, oh, there's he, definitely a contingent. Of he people doesn't have a voice. I mean, there has he's, to be, I guess, but no, there are. There are lots of people mad. He should be like, so respected and like. But see, Kamar, this is a weird thing because all the people that would say that would be Trump supporters or a large portion of them What oh, would be right wing. Yeah. Yes. Who are against Hamilton Morris because Hamilton Morris is a left leaning vice journalist. The point, the point, what he said is there's no one giving money. He said like Tim yeah. Ferriss gave him a couple yeah. thousand dollars. Yeah. Like Kamala Harris isn't touting this. All no, of course. Oh, yeah. But Kamala Harris, listen, don't oh, do that. Across the board. people <laughs> are, Don't fucking do that. <laughs> across the board. This guy is celebrated. Uh, and I just think. I thought about it one way, and this one was just fucking. It was euphoric, and his passion. <laughs> well, this is Kamara again. This is why I picked that as a throwback because this is what I thought we were gonna get. Well, you was, fucked up. It was yes, euphoric. I did. It was euphoric. This fucking guy. Well, really, you were in euphoria listening to this. Well, just my my mind <laughs> racy of how much better the world could be if someone like him got money, uh, direction. Like I, I think his uh, intentions are. Above yeah, board they too. should make him like drug czar of the United States. Of the planet Earth. You know what they or need? the universe. That seafaring guy, that sea, sea lander, sea living guy. What the yeah. fuck was his name? The guy who was seasteading. He needs to get a Hamilton Morris seastead going. Living in boats? Well, that nothing ever came to that. But what if aliens That have sounds new, like a cult. <laughs> what if we find out about the aliens and they have new drugs? Just the be hyper weed? Whatever it is, man. Don't it's called think, death. Don't you think they would? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Imagine if that's why aliens were here. Maybe they the do all the drugs and that's how we become aliens. They, so they want don't need our to do drugs? They yeah. are drugs. They want our drugs. Wouldn't that be great, Simon? They're actually in the ocean because they're picking up all the cocaine from the fucking... Why do you wow. think there's cocaine? Oh, from the down planes. Yeah, and not only planes, the sub- the, the, the cartel submarines and shit. throw it over the edge. Yeah. Oh, there's-, there's cocaine washing up on floor all the time. Yo, let's rate it. Hamilton Morris. I guess that's it, right? Nothing in closing. That was it. Okay, perfect. I, th- I thought I gave it a nice yeah. little. You, know, you you wrapped it up with a real bow. Addendum. Simon, what do you rate it? We'll start with you, sir. I will give the. I think I gave it a four. Oh yes, at the beginning, that's and correct. I think I'll stick to that. No, you gave it a three at the beginning. Oh no, there was a I four. That's a four. right. Yes. Kamar, you're going five here, right? Well, you know what? I mean, you was euphoric. But but you know what? You know what's happened? It's like the best drug he's ever taken. <laughs> I've uh, I fell for Dave Portnoy. How so? I just got stuck at the the pizza show. He's the best. No. <laughs> Can you grasp how much Adderall he's on? <laughs> like when he when he try when he tries to like 
eat the pizza. <laughs> no, he talks to person. Like it's out of control. That I hate it, but it's just it just <laughs> ends soon enough. It just can, ends. Can soon you enough. grasp how much Adderall he's on? <laughs> oh, he, that do, he talks about openly. He that talks about That's fine. He I talk, never even he, thought about he it. He talks about openly. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, how much Adderall? On it? <laughs> it's got the crisp. But the one where he, uh, sorry, I, I'm a roundabout way getting into it. He's in a green Philly jacket, and he gets Frankie to toss him a slice of pizza. For some reason, he thinks he can catch a, a giant slice of floppy pizza <laughs> and it just goes through his hands. Like, I can't help myself. But he says you never give a 10. Yeah. So, Thank you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a, a 4.6, 4.7. You're doing the Simon thing now? Okay. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Okay. Listen, I was... Oh, have you... I give it a four, no, Simon, just you're, for the you're, record. I knew I was going to get cut off before my... I give it a four. Simon, go ahead now, please. You're a trailblazer, Simon. Um, I meant to ask, or I was hoping that they would talk about Kratom. 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 Don't ever fucking Whoa. correct my pronunciation. All right. Yeah, um, Kratom. I think it's Kratom, but anyways. Yeah, if you're a fucking wasp, it's Kratom. Well, they advertise it on... Um, What's Skanks. his name? Sells it all the time. Yeah, it's one of his sponsors, and they say kratom. I think uh, it's not legal. How do they sell it? They, no, it Shab and uh, who's but, his producer do daily. Yeah, they do it all the time. Matt, I'm telling you, it is legal. They sell it, and I, I gotta know what this is all about. Like it, it's so weird. It's that how shit it's, they chew in Somalia. I'm pretty sure. It's a derivative of chad or chaff. I don't know. It's, I thought it was like a plant that they like I, I smuggled over like and you had to fucking chew on it. type of thing. Stimulant? We'll have to look it up at the break. We'll talk about the post, Joe. Uh, we're done, right? That was it? That we're was good? it. Yeah. Okay, excellent. I, I got to try to get my NBA top shots crit- here. Criton. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you made it this far, that's incredible. You're the fucking best. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, it's at J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Get on. The post show is going to be fire today. Kamar, we should... Should we do like some clubhouse chats? Once clubhouse we get enough, chats. like 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 a JREE clubhouse chat, maybe get some listeners in on it. Actually, I think that'd be amazing, and and, and the easiest way to do it because I once tried to do an Instagram live and it's super awkward. But yeah, like yeah. once we get enough followers, we can announce it and then do a little, you know, maybe answer some questions. That'd be fun. I'm maybe busy. Get I'm busy Tuesday and Thursday, but oh, I'm, I'm not saying that we'd have to get some fault. But yeah, no, we have to do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, well, we'll work on that and we'll There's let you know. There's nothing to it but to do it. What happens Tuesdays and Thursdays? This Tuesday, um, uh, hosting at Absolute Comedy. Oh, get on the horse. nice plug. On uh, Thursday, I'm doing this open mic show. It's going to be very hard. So they're back open. I'm going to start writing again. Fuck this. I shouldn't be writing the whole time. Well, they're open down south. No, I meant like, Big but time. here. I can't go he down south here, to perform. In Ottawa, yeah, where, we where I couldn't perform. Yeah. The, the other comedy club, which will be unnamed, got kicked out of its spot. It's not Lago. What? Yuck yucks. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in Ottawa. It it it, it he, he, the owner or whatever was working through a sublease, and it, things are like lockdown and stuff is still changing. And there was a disagreement, and someone said, "Just fuck, get out of here. This is you are not bringing enough to this for me to interest for this hassle. Hmm. So it's got to find a new location. Interest. It's not Lago for temporary. Hmm. Either way, if you want to get involved in the. Uh, the conversation there's a reddit subreddit it's a r slash jree podcast there is a youtube we are doing videos again so if you want to see our ugly mugs well at least two of us it's youtube.com slash jree podcast please uh hit that subscribe button we are trying to get to a thousand subs once we do that we don't even care 
Um, and then what else? Oh, the Patreon. The most important, of course. Patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you will get the post show. It's the show after the show where we uh, shoot the shit about regular non-Joe stuff. Maybe talk about stuff we missed in the show. Shit on each other. This, that, and the next. It's a good time. Uh, you'll also get video of that if you join. So uh, don't forget. Patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can support us for as little as $5 a month. I think that's it. I hit it all. Knocked out of the park, yeah? The wheeze was stellar. Oh, my wheeze is fucking... I know it's still there. It's crazy. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. Thank you.